What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and stuff and life. An exciting episode today. I'm joined with Lucas Calderon, a friend of mine who has his own podcast called Potify that I was just on. Amazing fucking podcast um, on Spotify. So it's, 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 we'll get into it. But uh, welcome, Lucas. What's going on? How's it going, bro? So um this is I'm, I'm excited this is the first time we 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 did one of these together on my podcast not that long ago maybe last year before everything went to shit um but it was it's kind of like a mess it was like i was recording in your location and we couldn't figure out the mics it was like whatever so this is this is gonna be a little more a little more civilized <laughs> so, yeah yeah hopefully. this one will be this one will be a little different i think a little more uh you can actually though the problem is this one's going to be on video i haven't done a video podcast in a while so people are going to see what i look like that right incredible, now incredible and what, mustache, yeah. and what my fucking like living space looks like and they're gonna be like yo is that kid okay like what the <laughs> fuck is going on oh, man, that's I, I promise i'm fine what happened was i had to get rid of my bed because i was this is a full-size mattress and i was sleeping on a queen-size bed and yeah. my bed was slowly imploding oh, into God. the center dude i fucked i fucked up my back like oh, my unbelievably bad dude, unbelievably i've been, been through that i had a queen bed for like literally i had it for six years and then after that my wife and i moved out and we used that bed before we got a bed and it just slowly was like it had like a pool in the middle oh, yeah. and then we thought it was like yeah it's all right but we should probably get a new bed we got it we finally got a new bed after like years and we laid down for the first time. We were just like, what the fuck? We're like, this is amazing. Dude, like, when I moved my mattress to the floor, I was like so reluctant to do it because I was like, oh man, it's like, like, I don't want to live like that anymore, dude. Right. But like, but then as soon as I did it, I was like, oh my God, why did I ever agree to take <laughs> that shitty bed frame? What the fuck? Like I did it because I thought it would look better than not having a bed frame. And it was just so much worse for me long term. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So before we get into anything, why don't you give everybody a brief description on you, but also like the podcast and your little, uh, your little one sheet on the podcast, maybe. I, uh, just before we go any further, I actually, your, uh, audio just dropped significantly. Your volume. Um, all right. That's not good. Let me see here. This is what happens when you. Oh, now you're back. You're back. You're back. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure it doesn't. I might, I might have just like faded away or something. I got to stay close with this mic, so. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you this, have one of those. Yeah, you have one of those fancy mics. I got no, a, it. No, I have a twenty-four dollar mic that looks like one of those fancy mics, and it's gold, but it's really a piece of shit. So I have I to see. like, I have to like stay at like an angle and close to it for it to be clear. <laughs> like, I see. Okay, I thought you were choosing to sit like that. I was a little confused. No, yeah, I would never yeah. voluntarily sit like this. This is weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, well, you work at a school. You have that like stern uh, school administrator look. You know, that's not a stern school administrator look. That is when the life has been sucked out of you to the point. sucked out of you. I know. You, just, you I have know. to lean. You have to lean forward a little when people come in on the desk like this, and you're just kind of like listening. And waiting, you're like, yeah, what's up? Like that. And you're just like, you have everything in your body trying to keep you upright because you just want to fall. That's basically, right. that's how my posture yeah, yeah, yeah. just is. Yeah. 
I mean, hey, that's my life, and I don't work as a school administrator, so I get yes, it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, man, this is your show. So what's up? What are we doing here? So tell me about tell everybody about you about the podcast briefly, and then we'll uh, we'll get into some shit. You know? Oh shit! Uh, me fucking listen. I'm a 26 year old kid who wants to be a stand up comic. So my life sucks, especially now during COVID. But I do a podcast. It's fun. I talk about music, uh, and um, I have guests on. We are we talk about their interest in music. We talk about new music. We talk about old music. We talk about whatever, as long as it's, it involves music. Um, I just did a really, really big episode that was a lot of fun about doom metal, which is my favorite genre of music, so go check that out. That was a that solo was, episode. That was good. That was a good episode. Dude, that shit was a labor of love, let me tell you, because I, was... I recorded for so long. Oh, so long. And the first, I had to redo like the first quarter of the episode. That's why I sent it to you to be right. like, hey, can you check this out? Because I had to redo the first quarter of it because I fucked up and like didn't like the volume wasn't evening out. Well, it's it more well, and also one thing you should mention about your podcast, which is cool. The reason you probably have to redo it too. You play the music on the podcast. You don't just talk about the music, which yes. is cool because I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts that do that and do it, you know, relatively well. I mean, I was on it and we could both hear the music and you could still kind of hear us talk over it. And I don't know. It's 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 cool because you. You are also like, you, you know, you, you like, you know, doom metal and you, you know, you like a lot of hardcore and stuff like that, but you are also open to any genre. Like I sent you some, like, even before I was on, I sent you a song that was basically like an alternative Canadian bluegrass song the, the, oh, yeah. from, from the dead South. And you oh, liked yeah. it and you, you were into it. And because so, yeah, that show was a banger, dude. That show was good. Yeah, man. It's the fucking the dead South, by the way, guys, you should check them out. They're fucking awesome. Um, For sure. But it's cool because it's it's like you have like flexibility and you're open to different genres and shit, which I love. And well, I think how- that's I think that's part of what being like a music lover really is. Like it's it it goes deeper than like uh, do you have appreciation for like the genres of music that you like? It's like do you have the ability to appreciate um, even the things that you don't necessarily or wouldn't necessarily think you would like, right? Because obviously. I don't look at myself as a bluegrass or folk or blues listener. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, any of either, any of those things, but I can sit and appreciate a, I don't know what I'll admit something. If you're coming, like if you are listening to this and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go listen to this kid's podcast. I bet you he's like Anthony Fantano. <laughs> you're in for, a, a rude awakening because I don't actually know shit about music. I don't know anything. Like I don't know about notes or fucking melodies or what things are called. Or yeah, but that doesn't whatever. mean just because you don't know about music theory doesn't mean shit. That doesn't. Mean well, that's what I. But that's music. what I mean. I don't. What I mean is, I think being a, a lover of music goes beyond a having that understanding of music but b also goes beyond be only being able to enjoy the things that you enjoy it's about being able to enjoy everything and looking past being able to look past that like musical things that you don't understand like for example like i don't really get like edm at all like i i don't get edm at all at all but like when Clampert was on the show, he gave me a couple of like electronic songs that I listened yeah, I remember, to. Like, yeah. yeah, like, oh, these are kind of funky. Like, I get it. 
but I just don't get the genre. I was like, I just I don't get also, the genre. I mean, we're, <laughs> I'm going to get into this actually with food. It's funny that you mentioned that too, because it's more about like, what I want to talk about food is more like authenticity and stuff, but like, it's what you said. It doesn't, I don't think I have to do any more about like being dedicated to a specific genre. It's more just like, well, you know, do you like music? Like, do you appreciate music? Right. And it's the same thing like with food. Like I've been, you know, and we'll, I'll get into that in a little bit, but like, I think what's, what's cool is that you kind of can step back and realize that it's not just about, all right, I'm going to stick myself into this subgenre and only listen to this and like find out everything about it. Like you can just see it as like music. And when you can do that, it's good. When you can do that, it gives you flexibility. You find new stuff, you know, you find songs that you like and you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just, a, I found the same thing with food too. It's like, I've been, I've been watching a lot more stuff recently. I've been listening to a lot more food podcasts that have kind of opened up my idea of like, you know, the bullshit word of like authenticity, which I'll get into soon. But I don't know. I mean, as far as like, you know, rediscovering new genres and stuff, I've always kind of been like that. And I think it wasn't until like more recent years that I was just okay and open to the fact that like, this is my fucking crazy mix match fucking shuffle playlist and anything in the world is going to come on. And I just have to like be okay. Like I've never tried to like specifically add a certain genre to like, you know, have whatever you can have playlists or whatever. But as far as like your collection as a whole, I think you should have, you know, you should have insane shit. You should have, you know, doom metal. And then after that, have fucking, you know, Yo-Yo Ma come on. You know, it's like, you, there is that kind of flexibility where you can, you, know, you can do whatever you want. And I mean, that's the beauty. That's the parallel between music and food too. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I think it's, it's much well, better to be like that. If you want an actual, you know, appreciation of music, quote unquote. And it's, it's funny too. Authentically, my most authentic self, right? Like I'm like a metal and a hip hop fan, right? right? Yeah. So I would love to just be able to do an all metal and hip hop show. But I need to understand a couple things in order to do a podcast, right? I'm trying to reach as many people as possible. I want, not because I care about like fame or anything like that, but I want to bring as many people joy with what I'm doing as possible, right? Exactly. Which is, you know. In order to do that, I can't pigeonhole myself. Right. I can't say, oh, I'm only going to do fucking angry dick music because then my show my audience is gonna be angry dicks yeah like i can't you know what i mean that's ridiculous like i want to have kids like andrew clampert listening to the show because kids like andrew clampert andrew clampert has had a huge impact on my taste in music so i want to have people like him being able to impact other people's taste in music that's the whole thing it's like supposed to draw in people by being like it's a non-biased just sort of review of music as it's being ingested by people like in that moment which it is i mean because right. you do have crazy amounts of genres on there too i mean right and even like we what was the one i had i had you had to give me this like assignment for potify which is like find so many songs you know like discover weekly and then songs you never heard before and a few of them that came up suggested that i hadn't actually heard were like psychedelic instrumental like surfer rock from like the 60s kind of but it was like it was like weird. It was like trippy kind of surfer rock. It was like if the oh, yeah, like if the Beach Boys just started taking a bunch of acid, and, like, oh, yeah, and it was cool because we played it and we we're both just kind of like, yeah, this is like it is what it is. You know, it's good. Fucking dope, So when you're able to kind of go in and out of genres like that, it's nice. I mean, I don't know. I feel like when you just stick to one, you can always love a specific genre. Like to my core, I will always love like punk. Like I grew up on old school punk and like, you know, then like, I really got into like rancid when I was in like fourth grade, <laughs> like I bought rancid 2000 when I was in fourth grade on CD 
And like, I'm, I'm always going to have a soft spot for that genre, but it's like, I'm not going to only listen to that to try to like, you know, cause what the fuck, like, what are you going to discover if you do that? You know? Right. You know, and I don't know. And the, the, the segue that I'd like to make too, is like food and music I've discovered recently have had kind of a interchangeable uh, parallel, I guess you could say, I don't know. That doesn't really make sense, but I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious if you think that, and this could work either way. Does like music have a place in like food, you know, like you, and it has in like professional kitchens for like years, people are always listening to music, but like, as far as like influence, like, and vice versa, you know what I mean? Like I just, as I've cooked more and as I've gotten a little older, I've realized that like certain music brings out something. I don't know. It like, it brings out something while you're cooking and gives you like ideas and shit. And it's not always like parallel or synonymous with, the genre or like country you're cooking from. Like, I don't specifically listen to like, you know, uh, you know, Spanish influence or like Cuban kind of music. If I'm making like Spanish style dishes, like, you know, it's like, it's not parallel like that. I could be. Oh, word, bro. Yeah. I know why. Cause you're appropriating my culture. Probably why you listen to some <laughs> Willie Nelson or some shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. I see you dude. Yeah. Bumping to... Cottonmouth Kings while you're making tamales and shit, bro. What the fuck? You're stealing my people's shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, that would be a funny rule if, like, you could only listen to that <laughs> specific genre while cooking that food. What the fuck would no. metal be? What would metal be if it had to be a genre of food? Norwegian food, like Ludafisk, while you you're go. like, okay. while you're like fermenting fish like Viking patties. Food. Yeah, it would be like yeah, Viking like, food. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like a pint of mead and like a le- the leg of a fucking deer, <laughs> yeah. and then and then. F- like 40 pounds of disgusting smelling fermented fish. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the meal. And there's like, like gothic metal playing in the background. (laughs) Women orchestral screaming while a dude is like, like blood curdlingly shrieking to death in the back. Yeah. I know. I know the deal, but it's funny. You mentioned music and food meshing. And I was just talking to, I was at my parents' house. Um, uh, my parents are so weird they're divorced and like they're always like asking me for help with shit but it's always because like they don't want to deal with each other but this most recent time it was like something that they had to like they both had to be involved in but they still asked me for help with it so like I got to like bring my girlfriend on like this excursion to like watch my parents awkwardly interact which was hysterical it was like you got to like see them like just be fucking awkward as shit and weird. But at one point they were going through records in the basement. And I think it was either my mom or my girlfriend pulled out a uh, Morrison hotel by the doors. I have that on my shelf about my record player right now. And I was laughing. It's one of my favorite albums. Yeah. And I was laughing at the fact that I used to listen to that album all the time when I would cook. Um, I don't know what it was, but I felt like the groove of that album made my food taste better. See, and that's what I'm talking about. It had nothing to do with like the genre of music. It's like the certain music gives you certain like vibes. It gives you certain like inspiration and that comes, exactly. that can come through. And Morrison Hotel, one of the best things, by the way, about moving in with my wife was that we got to merge record collections because we both collect records. And she, aside from having like an original pressing of like Led Zeppelin one and an original, she has like a pink vinyl of a single that the Stones put out of Miss You. It's like a pink vinyl that they put out. Fucking awesome. But she has like seven Doors records. That's like her favorite band. And like, so I had, I got like Morrison Hotel. We got like Strange Days, like all these amazing vinyls. Cause I had like a few uh, Doors vinyls and I, she got like 
live at the Hollywood Bowl in like 68, like amazing uh, vinyls. And yeah, Morrison Hotel is one of the, it's, it's definitely up there and like one of my top albums. It's like, that's what we have. Morrison Hotel, show. I say, all, you know, I said at the beginning of this episode, like I wouldn't consider myself ever a blues fan. Right. Right. But like, Morrison Hotel is a blues album for is, sure. But like you that I that, that I love love. But like, you can also say that about like Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin is basically just the blues on crack. It's not you know, like what like it's no. It's the, it's the blues if it, if do metal went back in time yeah. and fucked it in its ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah, it's fucking I mean, yeah. It's Led just, Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was fucking such good. I mean, such unbelievably good music i don't i i worry about playing stuff like that on my show because like that's the kind of stuff that gets you fucked over like we're like it's very like divisive yeah and also people and, like you know f- no but like fucking like the royalties on those kinds those yes. songs are fucking outrageous yes. so like yeah. it fucking like if you play a, a full like if you play any track off houses of the holy and full they're going to come and stab you in your sleep <laughs> Yeah, exactly. for the fucking money. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's another thing. Right? That's another thing you got to worry about on the show. Like how do you navigate not getting sued? I never make money off the show. As long as I never make money, I can't, they can't sue me. Oh, okay. Well then yeah. you shouldn't, it shouldn't matter even if the track is big enough then. No. Well, it, the, the problem is say in the future, I figure out a way of figure out a workaround and I do want to make money. They could go back. Like, those are the types of things they'll go back for. They're not going to go back for, like, you know, like the Tsunami beatdown song that I <laughs> yeah. fucking ripped off their fucking EP. You know what I mean? Like, you know. And if they do, like, I'll just be like, all right, I paid the $5 on Bandcamp for it. I own it now. That's true. I mean, once you I own- think, I think if I pay $5 on Bandcamp for it, I think I own the IP, too. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like, I, it just the intellectual property becomes <laughs> you just mine. Get, you got the masters. <laughs> you own the masters if you, yeah. if you buy it all. That's what, you know, I've been offering that for a while, dude. Potify, if you, so, there's one tier on the Potify Patreon. It's $1,000. If you pay that, if you sign up for that $1,000 tier, you own the Potify IP forever. Right, well, I know, what, I know what I'm doing when we're hanging up then. Jesus. <laughs> you didn't tell me that when I was on the show. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn. Um, what, so what, uh, all right, what, what gave you this? Because your, your old podcast was more of like a sit-down kind of talk. It was more conversational, and it was great. But what was the departure? Where did you decide to like, all right, I want to do a new one, but I want to do it with like music? Like what well, made you after, decide on like Spotify? After Donald Trump shouted out the Proud Boys, I knew that I had to leave the organization. <laughs> and it was at that moment I realized that I could no longer have a white nationalist podcast. No. <laughs> Um, no, see what happened was the show just became, you know what it was? I liked the show at first because it was funny and it was a good way for me to like use my fucked up sense of humor to like bring light to like other cool shit that other people were doing. And also like I was doing a lot of like men's mental health issue stuff. Right. Yeah, you were actually, which is great. Yeah. And, um, after Steve unfortunately had to part ways with the show. Um, and there was never, by the way, it was never clear why that had to happen. The only reason I always would make a joke, like I had to fire him or whatever. (laughs) What it was, was Steve never, was never able to like really fully commit to like being there, uh, for the amount of shows that we were doing. And we had a contract that we had to put out a certain, like two shows a week. So I had to get rid of him for another person. And then of course that ended up falling apart anyway. Right. Because COVID came along, and like once COVID came along, it was just not possible. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't 
it was unfeasible. I was like, we can't do the video anymore. Because right. like the video, like doing stuff like this at the beginning was not no, nobody known really about. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Yeah. So like there was no, and then like the audio we were only doing once every couple weeks because my guy was like bouncing back and forth from like apartment to apartment because his parents had kicked them out and shit. And I was at my girlfriend's apartment a lot. So it was like, it was a whole crazy thing. But Steve did not get fired. There's no ill will between me and Steve. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of people that are going to be wondering about that. So. But, but, uh, but we, after that happened, uh, like after Potify or after uh, WMIA sort of fell apart. Um, and also, oh, and also some regrettable things were said on that show. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, like some things were said on that show that like, should not. Yeah, I just got that too. So. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, the um, gift. <laughs> Zoom just asked and said, do they have a gift for us? That was sketchy. So. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's what it said to you? For yeah. me, it said the host has extended this meeting. Don't know what that means. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so what was I saying? I'm sorry. That caught me off guard. I'm uh, you said some regrettable <laughs> things and then you were... Oh, like, some regrettable things were said on the show. And and you will notice that now it is stripped from the internet completely. It's no longer yeah. on the internet. Um, just because I don't want any of that coming back to bite anybody up. I don't right. care about myself. I, I take full responsibility for everything that I say right. all, all the time. I say whatever the fuck I want. I don't right. care. Um, but for other people who are like lured into the... like my charisma of being like, ah, say whatever you want. Like nobody yeah. listens to this shit. Right. Um, you know, I wanted to get rid of any, any possibility of that happening to anybody. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it just became a thing where like, I wanted to not do something that was so over the top and controversial. And I wanted to do something that was fun. And like my favorite thing to do is like get stoned and listen to music so how could what, that, yeah, like, how could that yeah. be bad for anyone? Exactly, right? You have a and good like, time, they have a good time. It's like, you know. Right. Get a little tipsy a tiny yeah. bit, you know, you have a little bit of fun. It's good. The show's a good time. That's really what it is. It's like it's just about having a good that's, time. And that's more than enough of a reason to start. I mean, that's like especially you know, it's it's something where you don't mind. I mean, you record for a long time. Even when you and I were on it, it was like it was like a th- like two hour, three hour episode, something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And but it's not it doesn't like I mean you know, we both drank like an entire bottle of wine. You listen to some music. It's nice. It's almost like you've turned a nice leisure activity that people would usually do together in person. You know, you just brought that onto a podcast and virtually, which is awesome. Well, that's, that's kind of exactly what this is supposed to be. And obviously as it evolves, like, you know, COVID's going to go away and, you know, hopefully I can make this into something. Um, I've toyed with the idea of a live show. Um, uh, thinking about, you know, maybe like a bit have it involving an, an actual live music performance, but this is all like far down the road, like te- right. very like technical And everything stuff. loosens up a little bit. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 But there's, you know, there's things that, down the pipe that I'm like a lot of stuff that I'm thinking about. Cause it's just been like a, I'm a very creative guy. Right. And this past year has been, a, I think a rough year for a lot of creative people because there's been so little to do. Right. You know what I mean? In terms of obviously depending on what you do, like you do a lot of photography, obviously there's been ample opportunity to go out and shoot 
in places where nobody fucking is because right. they're scared to go outside. Yeah, exactly. And shit like that. Um, but also at the same time, there's not ample opportunity if you want to do photography of people and shit right. like that because exactly. there's no fucking people anywhere. Which was my struggle because right when the pandemic had started, I had just started actually taking like film photography, like 35 millimeter seriously. Right. And I had realized that like I couldn't afford at the time, and I still can't, a nice big <clears throat> full frame you know, beautiful camera, like the one I made them buy me at work. Um, so, cause at work I do all the photography and videography and I'm like, uh, yeah, I need this Nikon D750. They're like, okay. So, you know, I don't have three grand to drop like that. So, but like I could take a very inexpensive film camera and still get beautiful shots that I wanted. And what I was starting to evolve into was starting to take more shots of like humans, not just like a nice tree or whatever. Yeah. And then the pandemic kind of happened. And I had a couple ideas throughout it about how to take, you know, do a couple shoots, but it really just turned into like, I would get film and then like when my wife and I would take these daily walks in Larchmont uh, down to the water and then like back up and around and stuff. And I would just take photos the whole time. And it was like, it was great. And it turned into like this past year, it got me like really comfortable with it. Um, and I recently just got a film camera that I really have wanted for a long time. It's like a 1970s Nikon and it shoots beautifully and it's simple and it's all manual too. It's not digital at all. So you don't know what the photo looks like until you develop the film. It's like, you know, so this year did kind of give me that. And like you said, it was hard for creatives, but I also think it forced a little more creativity. I think it forced you to kind of be like, all right, I need to figure out how to do this. Like you figured out a way to, you know, record like Potify during all this and have a guest on and have it work when it would be much easier to have somebody in person record it and then cut in a song, you know, and not have to worry about it. You know, are you, can you hear it? Okay. Can they hear us when we talk? We're in two different places, you know? So I think, it did kill a lot of creativity. Yeah, but how fucking lame would that have been, dude? Yeah, exactly. If we were, yeah. if we were sitting here, sitting here and not listening to music, just right. pretending to listen to it, and we would have had to listen to all the songs yeah. beforehand and exactly. remember what parts we were going to make fun right. of. But like, also, you have an opportunity to have people on that you wouldn't be able to. Like, you recently moved to one of the boroughs, right? And I moved north. We moved in opposite directions. So I'm literally at the top no. of like Westchester County now. Yeah. Like, so it's like, what the fuck? Like me getting it would to have been. You. It would have been literally like a year if we were only doing these in person. It would have been literally probably close to a year before either one of us could get on the other's show. Exactly. And then after that, probably another year. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's just, you know, so I think this year obviously sucked for a lot of reasons, you know, especially for people you know, who, you know, contracted it, you know, who people who had family members that got it, people who weren't able to, people lost their jobs and shit. It's like, obviously it was horrible, but as far as like, just on a creative level, I think it was bad, but it was also good because it really kind of did force. All right. Well, I really need to figure out how the fuck to do this. Cause you can't not, some people just can't not be creative. You know, that's not a proper sentence, but you know what I'm saying? Like some people, they just, they need to do something, you know? And yeah. But that's also why this past year I amped up with the cooking so much because I was inside. The fuck else was, you know, it was like, you know, it was in, I mean, I've been going to work since last April still, but not full time. And then it finally became full time and like, you know, the end of the summer or whatever. But that whole time before I was like, all right, I have a lot more time that I didn't have before. Let me, and I, I got a lot better at cooking. I got more creative and I found out what I like about food. I found out why I like food. I found out, you know, down to like the simplicity of it. I found out a lot of shit about myself, you know? I mean, I don't know, like what I was talking about, like the whole like authenticity thing. Same thing with like music. I just, I feel like, and I've been watching a lot of, and listening to a lot of like David Chang and his podcast is great. If you don't listen to it, the David Chang show, 
his he has a few, but the David Chang show, he talks a little bit about food, but he's always had hold up, hold up, hold up. Who's David Chang? David Chang owns uh, Momofuku, uh, the restaurant mm-hmm. company, and he has that whole corporation. That, that, that place is like mega fancy, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, actually, it's not. So he he is a Michelin star chef, and he. So what am I thinking of? What the fuck am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of, but well, I'm thinking of Nobu. No, Nobu. Yeah, yeah, no, Nobu is that's like get out of here. No. <laughs> no, David Chang. Oh yeah, is, no, Nobu is owned by fucking a white Italian guy, right? Yes. Uh yeah. fucking Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 never mind. All no, right. yeah. So David Chang was a he's a he's born in Virginia, he's a Korean American and for years he, you know, he worked in all these amazing chefs. He worked at the French Laundry. Oh, and, is you know, he the guy who is on uh, Ugly that Delicious? Show? No, that's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of the one with Alton Brown. He occasionally comes on as a as a guest judge. Might, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might. Yeah, he. I think he's occasionally been on that show. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, a bigger yeah. like Korean dude. Yeah, um, Korean American. Maybe I don't know. I also may have just exposed myself as a racist because I there. I just know that there is an N Asian guy on that show. Um, so I could just completely be talking out of my ass. But hopefully, he was a guest judge on that show. <laughs> I'm sure he, I mean, him, I'm sure he has been. He's, he's a big fucking deal. But what he's done in the past, like, five years has kind of, like, I analyzed this year. And he, he grew up in Virginia as, like, a Korean-American. And he always, he talks about all the time how he had this, like, this paranoia about, like, how Korean he was. And, like, he was the one who had the lunchbox that smelled. And, like, he was always self-conscious about it. And he had this constant struggle of, like, all right, well, I need to hang on to, like, my roots and, like, where my parents came from. But also, like, he was born in, like, Virginia. And, like, he you know, it was American. And so when he opened up Momofuku, it was an amazing noodle bar, but it was like, there was no reserved seating. You could only get reservations by logging on every night at 7 PM. The chairs were small and uncomfortable. The music was usually punk and loud. And the chefs who were creating all the amazing noodle dishes and ramen, they were bringing it out to your table. It was a total, like, he basically was like, I'm sick of having people only reserved to go to these like fancy ass places if they want actual top quality, good food. And his thoughts on authenticity and the same thing I feel about music is that it's kind of bullshit. Authenticity is bullshit. If you're not in the place, like you can't, you know, if you say, Oh, this is like an authentic Italian dish. Like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what is authenticity? Like, does it matter if you're not in Italy? You know, like me, like when my wife and I went to Paris on our honeymoon, you know, I had actual like, you know, duck confit, like authentic duck confit, but I was in Paris. You know, if I cooked duck confit here, I could say all I want. This is an authentic French dish, but it's not. It's me fucking hacking it in the kitchen. Can I, so, can like, I ask you a question? Sure. Have you had the most authentic French dish? Uh, the, the fucking, uh, the, the little birdie bird? Yeah, yeah. What's it? Um, Oscillate? No, Oscillate. What's it? Um, oh, I God. can't remember the fucking, fucking name. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain opens up. It's funny because you told me about this in person, right? And about this whole experience that you have to go through when you eat this bird that's illegal and you have to eat the beaks and everything and you're bleeding and it's like a religious experience. In fact, you have to cover yourself because of the shame, apparently, mm-hmm. with like a napkin. Well, it's it's highly debated whether or not it's due to the shame or because it's drowned in brandy. Right, exactly. And there's, there's a, it's contested whether or not it's because they, it's a shameful to act to eat it because right. it's illegal and you're hiding it. Or because the fumes are said to get you mildly intoxicated. Well, that's also. Um, I'm trying to see the name here. The other, uh, my friend said, uh, oh, Ortolan. Or- Ortolan. Ortolan, yeah, Ortolan. that's it. So Ortolan. Right. So it's funny because you said that to me, and then during this year, as I got more into audiobooks, I listened to Anthony Bourdain's second 
departure from Kitchen Confidential, which was called Medium Raw. And he opens up the book talking about an experience where he did that. Famously, famously. Yeah, with like 14 other famous chefs that he wouldn't name, obviously. Yeah. And he talks about the whole experience. And it was insane because I remember you telling me about it. And it's literally exactly, you know. When I was telling you about it, my account of it was from that passage of that. Uh, telling and it's absolutely insane i mean no i probably i probably butchered it though when i told it to you because i fucking didn't remember like half the shit it was like it was it was like telephone from like me not paying attention in the car while my dad was listening to it and then him being like did you hear that and i was like kinda and then he was like let me break it down for you right so i have no idea what the fuck but yeah it's just and then hilariously by the way like six years later i have then had to like recount that to my dad and he was like there's a thing that you eat with like a net and i was like dude you made you a told me about, about this me. yeah like, you made a big deal about me not listening to this one time oh, <laughs> like, that is all too familiar but it's just it's it's just so weird because like i think about that and i'm like is there really such a thing as like authenticity anymore you know i mean like there's an episode of yes. uh, ugly delicious where david chang goes to see wolfgang puck you obviously know Wolfgang Puck. He's Austrian and he has a pizza shop and he makes pizza. And they were like, he was like, can you do this? Can you make Italian pizza? He was like, I'm not Italian. I'm fucking Austrian. So I can do whatever I want. And like, so he was like, you know, he's like, are you ever going to get tired of pissing people off? He's like, no. And I think that, you know, you can pretty much make anything you want and whether it's, and that applies with music too. It's like, you don't, you know, if you write a song, right that has like a blues progression, but it's not really in a blues rhythm, right? That doesn't mean you have to categorize it as like blues. You have to categorize it as like this. And over this past year, I kind of broke away from that whole like, all right, well, I'm going to make like authentic tacos. I'm going to make an authentic like, you know, asabuco. You know, like I, I stopped all that shit. I'm like, this is my version of like this. And I think, especially when it comes to like mixing together like a playlist for yourself, breaking away from like genres like that is the best way to do it. Like you were talking about earlier, it's the only way to like actually take it in as a whole experience, you know? So that's, I mean, it's, it's the more of a thinking about it. like leading up to this podcast, you know, the two things you and I talk most about are like food and music. I mean, that's like, you know, that's, that's like, the way you should consume anything, right? Exactly. So you should be yeah. consuming things that you wouldn't ordinarily consume so that you can right. build your palate, build your taste, build. I mean, it's even, it's funny because it even goes into things like, you know, like how do humans build their immune system? It's like you ingest enough of a thing that you aren't supposed to until you build a tolerance to it. Well, you could say that sounds negative, but also you could say that about developing taste for music, right? Right. Certain things you might think like, oh, that sounds fucking terrible. I mean, if you told me at the age of 13 that Chris, fucking was going to send me a fucking bluegrass song <laughs> when I was 26, I would have fucking, pu- I would have hunted you down at oh, 14 and shot you to dude, make, prevent you had, that from happening. If you had but, told me at 13, I'd be listening to alternative bluegrass from Canada. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I like rancid. Right. I like ska. Get the, give me, leave me alone. Like, it's dude, like at me not- at 13, I would have just said homophobic stuff about Canada. Yeah. That's what I would have said. I would have been like, no, like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and I, think, I mean, I think about that all the time too, with like how, like how you grow and how you get older, I think is, and the way that people let down, you know, their guard a little bit, people, the way that you open up your worldview a little bit, the way that you become less, you know, inherently, you know, racist or just like, you know, in, un, uh, inadvertently just like, you know, you know, whatever. I think it's because you're consuming everything going on at once and you kind of have to mix and mash it together yourself. 
and you see things that happen in the world and you see this event, you see that, and you kind of have to interpret it and you have to make that judgment call. Some people don't. And some people say, okay, well, I still think this about those people and this about those people. And they don't make that departure, but right, like, right. you can do that on your own where you take everything in and you make the choice to be like, all right, well, this is how I interpret it. And if you inherently feel like, well, you know, I have no reason to fucking, you know, actually hate these people. And it makes it harder to understand why somebody would, you know, I mean, if you're taking mm -hmm. everything in at once, it's fucking, you can't, you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself at once. You have such a small like view of anything. And that goes for like music, for food, for how you feel about, you know, politics or race or anything. You know, I mean, it's like, you kind of have to take everything in all at once and you have to decide how it's well, going to You got to tread lightly though. Cause there are obviously there are two sides to that, right? Which is that you can't consume too much. Like I don't condone people going and listening to like national socialist music. Right. Like exactly. you shouldn't don't do that. Or I, I should say this. If you like punk rock, right? And there's a punk rock band that happens to be really good and has, is like renowned as really good, but just also are Nazis, just steal their music. But right. don't give them any money. Right. Steal their <laughs> shit. Like if you want to listen to it, steal their shit. Right. Because there's plenty of it. Like I love, uh, uh, fucking, what's the name of that fucking band? I can't, now I can't think of the fucking name. Uh, the dude, Marcus. no, no, no. The, are they Nazis? No, they just, they attract a lot of skinheads to their shows. That's why. Oh, well like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking every punk band in the fucking Yeah, exactly. Country. Um, uh, no, I, I'm talking about the, uh, black metal band, famous black metal band. The, uh, the vocalist, uh, was this guy named, uh, um, Varg Vickerness. He murdered, uh, the, bassist or guitarist stabbed him like 42 times um but they were in fucking norway so he did seven years and oh then got out and then and now he's just bulling in europe like just chilling like he's allowed to travel freely through europe it's it's psychotic what you can get away with in that continent that's absolutely um, insane. and uh he's a nazi he's like a full-blown like white nationalists like has like youtube like youtube demonetized youtube channels where he just like spouts like insane racist conspiracy theories and like he but his band made good music like i'm sorry what do you want me to say like so i'm not gonna buy it right. i won't pay for it i'm gonna steal it but i am gonna listen to it because it's good and none of the other ones of them were nazis just him right so why do i have to say fuck all of them because of him you know and I, I mean? think, and I think the problem is that people need to make that kind of decision on their own, you know, and they, they have to like, you gotta, you gotta make that choice and be very conscious of it though. Be like, yeah, I'm going to listen to this, but I know for a fact that this guy is a complete piece of shit. And like you said, as long as you're not like financially supporting it, then, you know, that's, I mean, that's yeah, exactly. the most important part. Just, if you, you have to be morally, you just got to be morally sound, dude. That's right. all. Like you can't, as long as you're, as long as you're not defying what is morally right. Right. In listening to what you're listening to, then listen to everything that you possibly can. Consume right. everything that you can. Yeah. Especially and if you're a white nationalist, by the way, listen to some Mob Deep or something. Oh like figure, God, yeah. just figure it out. Man. Listen to some MF they, Doom. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the problem too, is that they don't, like people like that, they don't want to. They want to just pigeonhole themselves to that one little world. 
and you're not going to be able to convince people otherwise if they're really into that. You know, it's like it's so pathetic, dude. It's I so know. pathetic. Man. It is, and but that and that could go for all their worldviews. But I don't know. But regardless, that's what I've tried to do. With- but you know what? It's funny because I see that so often too. Is like there's people who are so willing to pigeonhole themselves and be like so batshit crazy, like on both sides. That's like, like, dude, I had a kid who I like. Would, this is hilarious. I. I hope he listens to this, but I also hope he doesn't listen to this because I know if he does, he's going to message me and be like, wow, you're really still thinking about that. And then, I, I, then I'm going to have to defend myself and be like, no, dude, you are. That's why you're listening. Like, Jesus Christ, bro. This fucking delusional lunatic that I knew. Um, but he, uh, he, wor- he used to work with me. And uh, he had like a, a, obviously like a crazy crush on the chick I ended up dating. And it, like things got a little weird there, um, but also he was like mad, 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 like far left, like super crazy, like like uh, like uh, I don't want to say Antifa because it's I'm, I would be mischaracterizing Antifa as right. bad, right? And like Antifa's not bad. Antifa no. rules. This kid would call himself Antifa, and because of that aspect of his personality he sucks cock yeah that's what i mean so he fucking his whole thing was like that was his whole thing was just like yelling into a megaphone how fucking woke he was all the fucking time like um and uh why am i telling why am i telling you i I, like i said before i'm a little stunned why am i telling you this i don't know uh i'm trying I don't know. I got so caught up. I was, I was waiting. I was waiting to hear. Um, uh, oh, oh people, yeah. People like you voluntarily pig- pigeonhole yourself. You, yeah, you yeah. pigeonhole yourself so crazily on both sides. It's like that kid ended up like he could have probably been an all right kid, but he ended up making himself into such a weirdo by like pigeon, like by putting himself in that odd thing. So like what ended up happening with him was he started bragging to us, to me and my chick about how he like, was ratting on his parents to their job for like being like for being conservatives or like for like one time having said like some crazy shit. I don't know. Like some wild shit, like, which like it would be one thing if like his dad, like had said the N word, like then, yeah, like his dad worked at a college or something as like a law professor or whatever, or, or as like a teacher or some shit. And I could be butchering the story to be honest with you, but I know his dad worked somewhere. And his dad said something like a little off color, but like that a fucking 60 or 70 year old guy would say. And like this kid called his dad's work to like rat him out, which is like, bro, what are you a psycho? Like (laughs) what the fuck? Like you would rat your own family out like that. You would dime out your pops. Like what the fuck, dude? That's so weird. So like, obviously we just like, like deaded this kid. We just like stopped hanging out with him. And then, I don't know. Like, it, he's just, but, but that's what I mean. It's like you, you isolate yourself. You get these, like you get these values and like for some people it's racism and it's like being like a rightoid idiot moron. And then for some people it's like being on the left for some people, it's like, you know, it's whatever, per, it's whatever you're crazy. If you're too far one way on your personality, it doesn't have to be on the political spectrum either. It could right. be literally anything. You know yeah. what I mean? No, but, just like, as far as like personality in general. Yeah. Right. 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 If you're any too far one way in any direction, it's a problem. 
You know what I mean? And I think, well, if, you know, if, if, even if you're going to be, you need to at least understand why you're on that side. Like you need to understand why you chose to go more that way or that way. And you need to kind of take in everything and like analyze it, not just be like, no, fuck that. I'll be honest with you. Usually there's not a reason to go that far that way. I mean, like it's, there are certain things. It's like, again, you can make things characteristic to yourself. I like metal. I wear a lot of metal t-shirts. People know I like metal. It's like, I put it in your face a lot, but you know what it is? That's inoffensive because I'm not walking around fucking snitching on my parents for not liking metal. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's when it's too far in one way and it's offensive, it's, that's what it's problematic. You know what I mean? When you're doing things that are hindering other people's lives. I mean, like, what are you, what are you trying to do? You know what I mean? And hindering your own life because all you're doing is limiting yourself on the experiences. Like me and this kid could have been homies, yeah, but he fucked that up. And maybe he would have been cool if not for that thing. So maybe he fucked up something for me. Right. But at the very least, I know that for him, he doesn't get to be, I will never speak to him again. Right. Ever in my life. That's it. Which, you know, so, and it's just, that's the kind of shit that happens. You, your life, it just, it all, it drastically fucking changes when you decide right. to, you know, do that. I want to take a quick break, by the way, and say that we are both drinking, uh, you're drinking natural wine as well, right? So I did want to say, when do you want to take a break from that? Because I'm about to finish my second glass and- Here's what I was going to, here's what I was going to suggest. I want to, you only have the one, right? The one bottle. Yeah. Okay. I have two. So I want to just quickly go over both that I'm drinking. Yeah. All right. Well, I have one. Let me do mine quick. And then I want to get some. So I have, um, a, uh, no es pituco, which is a white, uh, I'm off on a show this video to anybody, but it's a white, Chilean natural Chardonnay. And for really quick, for those of you who may not know what natural wine is, natural wine is not like traditional wine. It is uh, low intervention. Uh, there's less, there's like almost no sulfites and it is cloudy. It's more like fermented natural juice and you smell the earth. And it's a very cool small batch new way to make wine, basically. Not new, but it's becoming a little more mainstream. So I have this Chardonnay. This might be the only Chardonnay that I've actually ever liked. I usually hate Chardonnay and this is actually really good and it's cloudy and it's like zesty. It's like a smell. It smells like a, like a sour beer a little bit, which is cool. So, and uh, so what are the two you're drinking there? Well, I'll start with this one. And then once I finish this glass, I'll get into the other one. We'll continue our conversation. Gotcha. I'll double back. This is the Rosato, the La Moresca. Oh, nice. That I was drinking. Um, when we did Potify, yeah. On Potify, right? It's uh, Sicilian Rosato. It's really, really, really fucking good. It's also natural, um, but it is not a natural white, as so many are. Right. Which um, I think that's what got me. Natural wine. It was so fucking weird. I started finding out more about it, and then I realized that I couldn't really find it anywhere around here. And then in 2019, um, on my honeymoon, we went to Paris, and it's it's pretty it's pretty. It's it's there in Paris. It's it's like all over the place, and they have like all natural wine bars. Like they have great shit, and so I got a bottle and brought it back, called Sempre Intundo, I think, 
and I drank it in the living room, and I drank the whole thing in like thirty fucking minutes. I was like, "This is the best." Fucking- <laughs> I was like, "This is." I was like, first of all, I'm gonna- I was like, "I'm have such a headache tomorrow." But this was the best. What was it? Was it a wait? Was it a was it an orange wine? White? No, it was a red. red. It was a red. Red. Okay. And this is. But white. it just, dude, they go down. So oh my god! And it's so weird because they're like unctuous. It's like this like earthy fucking smell comes out of it, where you're like smelling like volcanic sulfur. Well, this is, this is uh, when I went into, so here's the deal. I wanted Susukaru and I couldn't find it. And I went into a fucking, I went into a store and I was like, Hey, I want an Etna Rosé, a natural Etna Rosé. And the lady was like, I know what you're looking for. I know why you're here. I don't have it, but I have this. Everybody, dude. It's It's Sicilian. It is also volcanic ash dirt yeah it is fucking delish delicioso it's fucking Which, so good that, i mean the it's guy that makes suscaru and magma frank uh cornelison right uh i think it's cornelison cornelison so he's actually from belgium right yes so he's from belgium but he makes this wine in the foothills of mount etna in sicily and his wines are very sought after and you can't find them anywhere because they, it's they're, they're they're from what I can gather, I've never had one. They're incredible. It's like you you get this Mount Etna volcanic soil, you know, and it's just like it, well, it brings a whole other flavor profile. This this if I could describe this, this is like a young grape juice with like zero sugar added. Okay. Um, that's nice though. That's like, and that's what a lot of natural wines it's are. It's like fermented it's a, just juice. It's unbelievably refreshing. Oh. Unreal. And it's so weird because a lot of people have compared uh, kombucha to natural wine. And the process, for the exception that kombucha is fermented with tea, not fruit, it's kind of, they kind of come out similar. It's cloudy and you can taste the fermentation a little bit. And I don't know, man, like when I first started drinking like wine, wine, like traditional wine that comes from like Napa Valley or the classic Frenches or whatever, if you like that, that's fine. But it's a very like distinct taste. It leaves sometimes like a metallic film on your tongue, mm-hmm. you know? And with natural wine, like I had the other night, I had from the Hudson Valley here from Red Hook, New York, at Rose Hill Farms, I had a fermented cherry apple wine, sparkling. And it was, it was, it was, it was insane. It had like sediment on the bottom. I smelled like this amazing, just like, it felt, it felt like I just shoved my face in a pile of dirt. Like it was just fucking, it was so good. And I never experienced that ever with a traditional glass of wine. And I've tried a lot of wine. You know, like one of my dad's best friends has. You know, it's funny. This, you know what this smells like? This, what? I just stuck my nose in it to get a good whiff. And yeah. Uh, sorry about that. The Wi-Fi cut out for a second. Sorry about that. Anyway, you were saying you put your nose in, you got a whiff of something in that glass. Poverty and also um, uh, earthworms, <laughs> like uh, like like bait worms. It smells like a bucket of bait worms. That's a name for an album if I ever heard one. Poverty and earthworms. That's like poverty and earthworms. <laughs> that's the name for an album if I ever heard one. Oh. Dude, that's what I got in my bank account right now. Um, <laughs> oh God. But know. anyway, go on. You were saying, uh, you were saying uh, that, um, fuck, what were you saying? Well, I was just saying, like, I've tried a lot of traditional wine. And, like, even, like, my, one of my dad's best friends, he has 
an entire wine cellar that is temperature controlled and he has them from all over the world you know he did like something like like a thousand bottles in this place and i've tried a bunch of different ones throughout my life you know when i was very young my dad started letting me try wine when i was very young with dinner and like you know a little bit of bourbon when the time came and you know you get this sense oh well this is wine like this is wine and then once natural wine came around i was like it blended into that whole thing that i've been like thinking about recently which is like all right well no like that's not wine like this is also wine like what is like who gets to define like you know wine quote unquote and you know traditionalists as you probably know they fucking hate natural winemakers they think it's bullshit they think people who have like the traditional like napa valley style fucking wineries and vineyards they think these people are just making small batch fermented juice oh you mean the people who have been making wine for 200 years as opposed to 2000 yes exactly (laughs) That's what the people that have taken a monopoly. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just saying yeah, it's exactly. a, it's a very, very old process that just very recently turned into the process that everybody's familiar with. Exactly. I mean, this is how people have been making shit like this for years. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have all this intervention and mass amounts of sulfites and get mm-hmm. this like beautiful refined product with no sediment. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're going to have earth in there and you're going to have sediment mm-hmm. and it's going to, you know, be buried under the ground. Like, fuck it. This grapes is like, grapes you know. are supposed to have skin on them. Right. Exactly. When you remove the fucking skin, it sort of affects the flavor of the product. You exactly. Know what I mean? The problem is so many people have gotten so used to what like wine, quote unquote, tastes like. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. I'm already a natural wine snob, and I just started drinking natural wine in the last year. That's usually how it works. <laughs> here's why. Here's why. Fucking regular wine is piss. I've hated it my whole life. It's fucking terrible, dude. Fucking Merlot. We're fucking. Don't even Caver- get me started on Merlot. Fucking right. Cabernet I, Sauvignon. All right. Fuck I hate that a lot. shit. I hate a lot of wines, but I have always hated Merlot, and it's not because I like the movie Sideways. I do like the movie Sideways, but that's yeah. outside the point. The difference is, I always hated Merlot. By the way, side note: I have a, a guy that I know who's another like food and drink person on Instagram, and he's got oh. this whole wine Instagram, and we had a whole debate about Merlot. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to convince me that Merlot is good. He was like, yeah, but you like Bordeaux and all these things. And, it's, and I'm like, look, when you drink a straight Merlot, I get this horrible aftertaste that I fucking hate. And it's just, I'm sorry, that's how Italic, it is. Italic, right? It tastes like iron. Exactly. It feels like it's left a film on your tongue. And like, fun but, fact. It tastes like you just drank blood. It's true. And look, look it up, actually. This is a fun fact that Sideways actually put a dent in Merlot cells because of that one fucking line that Paul Giamatti says in the movie. Because he was just like, all right, but the day of war Merlot, I'm leaving. I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. And because he <laughs> said that, it actually made Merlot sales around the country, like, dive, That's which awesome. I find hilarious. Good. But, Merlot should be abolished as a beverage. Right. I will say this to anybody listening. If you try natural wine, it is completely fucking different from regular traditional wine, but it's a whole new world. And it is something you need to dive into. Yeah, literally. And it's just, it's, it's definitely worth the leap of faith. Cause the first whiff, like somebody who knows how to drink a glass of wine is going to swirl it around. And then right after they swirl it around and they get some oxygen in it, the first thing they're going to do is shove their fucking schnoz in there and they're going to give it a big old whiff. And when they do with a natural wine, it's going to throw you off. It's not going to be what you're expecting because you have wine in your mind, you know, and it's going to be weird. It's going to be earthy and it's going to be unctuous and it's going to go through your nostrils. And you're going to be like, what the fuck am I smelling? Dirt? And it's like, it's weird. But if you can make that leap of faith and try it and see it as like wine and look at these like small winemakers that are creating insane products and finally getting recognition as opposed to the, you know, 
seven major wine companies or whatever it is in the country that have completely monopolized shit. It's, it's a, it's a whole new experience, you know? And I, you know, I, I would advocate for that any day. Absolutely. I mean, I'm all Absolutely. about, you know, Go ahead. I know. Go ahead. I was just saying, I'm all about, you know, shining light, like you said earlier on, you know, bringing cool things to light that people should know about. And this is one of them. This is something that like, I feel like more people would like it if they tried it, but people won't because they're just stuck with like, all right, no, this is wine. Like, this is what I know. Like, this is what I'm going to stick to. Well, I will say also, I think a lot of people are probably discouraged because if you go to your normal wine store, <laughs> they have none they and you inquire, well, or they do, but you inquire and they start telling you things like, Oh, these ones are the ones that are the most funky. Right. And these are, and I'll be honest, I don't imagine the average wine drinker wants to hear the word funky. Right. Yeah. And they're thinking about what beverage they're going to. Right. Make, exactly. Right? Which is the problem. I mean, and there's not a lot of places like I'm in Westchester, New York. I'm in Northern Westchester, but even in Southern Westchester, there's maybe a couple stores that carry natural wine. Maybe. Right. And by the way, brother, we got to have another conversation about in a moment, we're going to have a, 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 I'm going to take you in a different <coughs> path because you're up in Westchester and close enough to halftime that you can probably justify going. Um, Barely, but yeah, I used to live in the town next door and I used to go to halftime literally all the time. I mean, halftime is in Mamaronic and I was in Larchmont. So I was there. I know, I know, but you're still close enough that it'll be worth it once I put you on to what I'm about to put you on to. Okay, That's fair enough. Well, you, so, put me on to, you put me on to Nightmare. You put me on to the Glasgow Smile, the Ghost. Remember that? That was like, that is still to this day one of the best beers I've ever had. And I haven't been able to find it since I had it in your fucking basement. If you like that, you're going to like what I'm, what I'm about to. Well, here, just jump into that. What, do you, what are you, you going to well, do? Well, hold on. Because first, we, what, what was I about to say? Uh, what did you just say? What did you just say? Oh, so there's barely any stores in Westchester that actually carry natural wine. I got these two bottles from a place called flower cup wine in cold spring, which is even more further North, but it wasn't just like, Oh, these are the ones we have. And there's like two of them. Most of the wine that they have in there is like natural. They have a lot of organic, but mainly natural wines like biodynamic natural wines. And so you're able to actually browse. You're able to actually, you know, look at the labels and look at these amazing art labels that people draw on these wine not just the classic stupid big bold fucking name like black label with like metallic letters that you're used to seeing in wine stores you're able to see that's fucking dope yeah you it's 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 cool to be able to browse and shit and not only that i found a wine that i drank last night that was local i found a natural wine that was up in red hook new york like that's fucking awesome that i'm able to find something that's within my region that came from like that area and drink it and anybody should be able to do that and that and it's not that there's a lack of people making that. It's just all of it is concentrated closer to like, you know, your area down in like all the boroughs, you can find it a lot more, but it needs to kind of spread out because I feel like more people would drink it if it was more readily available in these fucking stores that people go and spend God knows how much money every weekend, you know? Yeah. I mean, no, I think you're right. I think, well, listen, first of all, did you try Zaki's? See if they had any natural wine there? I haven't been there. You've, you told me and somebody else told me to try Zaki's. I haven't actually tried Zaki's for natural wine. Yeah, the people who own that place were my neighbors back when I lived in Scarsdale. They're fucking wine snobs. I had a, I had a couple um, of friends that worked there, actually, too. So, yeah, they, they've been telling me to go. They're there. nice folks. They're, the Zachariah family are nice folks. Yeah. Um, but, damn, I probably should not have dropped that name. That's all right. 
Fuck. Not as, people, up. not as many uh, people listen to my podcast as you think. It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. If anybody listens to it, I shouldn't have mentioned their name. <laughs> That's private. The na- their name isn't the same name as the store's name. Right. Um, but whatever. Stop into Zachy's in Scarsdale. Uh, there you go. Give them a tell them, yeah. tell them the Calderones sent you. There you go. Um, uh, but what I was going to put you on to, and uh, so a guy who used it's funny. Uh, do you did you ever meet the buyer for halftime? He might be the manager. Yeah, I know his name. Somebody else told me his name. Um, Adam. Yes. Somebody else told me to. I didn't actually meet him, but somebody told me to call and like, because I was trying to find Glasgow Smile, actually. So, so hilarious story about that guy. Oh, by the way, they just released Glasgow Smile again. Did they? They just re-released it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout. They they literally just re-released it. Um, Because I saw it on their website. And I got excited, very excited. Right. Because um, I'm right near a store that carries it. And I know they're going to oh, have that's, it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think they condition it a little bit differently this time. And it's going to be a little bit more smoothie-esque. Ooh, and I'm, okay. I'm going to... Well, that's what I'm about to tell you. So All right. he, I have known for a very, very long time. I When I was a kid, before I could drive, my mom didn't want to drive me to like my tutor appointments and stuff. So she hired him. She paid him money to drive me <laughs> to my tutor in Dobbs Ferry and back. Um, and he's a super nice kid. He was like fucking, he was super cool. Uh, he drove, I remember he drove a WRX. Oh, wow. Like one of that, one of the hatchback WRXs. Yeah. It was so sick, dude. Oh, so I wanted there. that car. I fast. wanted that car. I wanted that car so bad because of him. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. So he, uh, he became the buyer there and I was following like him on Instagram from like just having known him. Right. And at first I was like, not really interested because it was like a lot of need was like what he was like posting pictures of and shit like that. And like, I already knew I was not really into that. Like honey wine and stuff is not really my thing. Like, right. It's very um, sweet. It's very, very I've, sweet. I've tried it a couple of times. It's either too sweet or too watery. Right. It's never, it, it's never pleasant. To right. me, to drink, or way too pungent. Yeah. Right, the the Renaissance Fair, they have meat all over the place, but it's like you feel like you're drinking fucking corn syrup in some place. Like, yeah, so some of it's way too sweet, some of it's way too watery, and then some of it's just downright like way too alcoholic and just tastes like you're drinking liquor, like fucking like like swill liquor. Um, so I've I've never liked mead. But then I noticed he was posting a lot of like sours and stuff. And I really liked, I fell in love with sours when I was in college, which is unfortunate because that's like before I had my little bout with the, you know, substance abuse issues. Um, so like, it's unfortunate to say like, oh, this is when I developed my love for this <laughs> particular thing was right. when I was like a ferocious alcoholic. Um, but I, I went to the, I think it's the Dogfish Head Brewery or yeah, yeah, somewhere, Head, yeah. somewhere in Vermont. And I had this dogfish head Festina Peche is what it was called. It's like this summer sour sazon season on peaches. It's really sour and it's delicious. So good. And I fell in love with fruited sours, but I would always lean more towards like the sort of more acidic and less sweet. Right. Right. 
And then my GERD got really bad. I had to start managing my GERD with weed because it got so bad. Like, it got, like, serious. And uh, as a result of that, I couldn't eat certain things, and I couldn't drink my acidic beers anymore. So I had to switch. So now I had to move over to these new Johns, the smoothie-style sours. Now, I don't know if you're familiar. No. So I, mean, I, I used to get growlers of fruited sours at halftime when I lived in Larchmont. I would get a growler. From like, you, like, you know. like, of, like what brands? Oh, Christ. Um, I can't tell you off the top of my head. One of them, one of them was from New York because they had that tap in halftime that was like all of the local things they had on tap. And I would just have them fill up a growler. And I was like, where are the fruited sours? And I, I got a few of them, but I didn't even, I didn't even write the name. <laughs> well, I don't know that they tap these because these are mostly can releases. I don't know that they okay. do keg. They send out kegs of these. They're heavily fruited, very, very jammy. And they pour like a smoothie. I wish I had one here to pour for you. Like an actual smoothie. Um, you know what I'll do? I'll send you a photo. And if you yeah. want to, maybe you can edit it into the episode somehow or some shit. Because I have pictures of what they look like. Sure. Um, they pour, yeah, it pours like a smoothie. Like the way the head pours is like. Um, are you familiar with Evil Twin, the brewery? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Evil. Have Twin. you have you ever had any of their really, really, really like thick, very, very, very sweet uh, sours that they make? Not the thick sours no i've had evil twin when i recorded with the boozy hops girls actually they had evil twin waiting for me actually but no not the thick like did, did they tell you the story about evil twin no that evil twin is the the twin brother of the dude who owns uh, who owns no uh other half really yeah I so they they both they were co-owners right. they had a dispute and they split up became other half and evil twin it's like a pl- the two are like a play on each other right now that's but now idea. they're but now they're homies again and they do oh, like okay, the labs and stuff. yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah um that's a fun little tidbit of information there you go. of the of the heady beer genre Not but these good. are i'm sending you i'm sending you a couple photos of these beers okay um just so that you can see sort of uh you can get sort of a glimpse of what I mean when I say they pour like smoothies. I want to get one that's like really jammy, jammy. So you can see. I like, like that descriptive word jammy. Well, it's because they're so heavily fruited. Um that the natural sugar is basically form into like a thick syrupy kind of like smoothie yeah, texture. Exactly. Gotcha. Here. Yeah, I know science. I know science a little. Here's some here's some consistency shots. I got a couple of them. One of these is an Evil Twin, actually, funny enough, that I just drank the other night, and it was very, very sweet and delicious, and I loved it. Um, it was called... Oh, wow, you're not kidding. All right, so he just... I don't remember. Pictures. This looks like a fucking smoothie. Yo, so there was one. Um, I wish I had the photo. Wow. I do have it somewhere. I have to just find it. There's one that uh, I love how one of the names is Chonk. (laughs) That's the best, right? (laughs) Chonk. (laughs) That shit's hilarious. Uh, So, the last time I went up to Westchester, we actually went up to uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, God damn it! How am I so fucked up that I don't remember this? Um, 
we went up to uh, halftime, and we grabbed a couple of these cans, uh, including one the one of the photo that I just sent you, um, which you can see looks like a real smoothie. Like, it's, like, very, like, vibrantly nice. colored and, like, super dense. Very. So, so we were running to catch, like, the last train out of there. And my girlfriend fell and like banged up the can real bad. And we didn't notice until we got home that it had leaked like halfway out. So we had to drink it, but it was like already like three 30 in the morning. We were exhausted, like trying to go to bed. And I was like, I can't waste this can. It's like a $13 can. And it was delicious. I had already had one. It was like peach. I mean, you can see what it was on the can. It's peach, pineapple, I think passion fruit, mango, marshmallow, and cinnamon and coconut. That sounds insane. Jesus Dude, Christ. Dude, it was unbelievable, bro. <laughs> Unreal how good it was. I've never had a beer that I liked more in my life. Oh. Um, but I'm telling you, it, uh, to be honest with you, the next time you get a chance to go to halftime, right. go because they may still have cans of this there. Because it's it's expensive enough and it's fucking like not sought after enough where it might still be available. It might still be there. And if it's not, you can always hit up Adam and be like, hey, do you remember that dork that you drove to his (laughs) tutor? He told me to hit you up and ask you to purchase more of this beer for your store if you can. Um, That's it. I got an inside scoop now. And anybody yeah. else listening? And by the way, by the way, just so you know, just so you know, that will be it'll be so funny if you do that because <laughs> I haven't cleared that with him at all. I haven't <laughs> spoken to him. I have not spoken to him since he was driving me around as a kid. I haven't spoken to him once. Oh, I've just been following him on Instagram, and I think he follows me back. That's it. But I haven't actually spoken to him. But I'll I guarantee you that just from that reference alone, he'll be like. I'll try to, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God. Well, I got to try. <laughs> yeah. He oh, fucking, God. he fucking is a, he was a, as far as I remember, he was a really, really cool guy. And uh, he has really good taste. If you want to, I'll actually, I'll shout him out on his Instagram. I don't want to give out his full name, but uh, let me shout him out on his Instagram. Yeah. Um, his Instagram is. You're not going to believe what his Instagram is. Oh, God. What is it? Adam Wallach. It's just his full name. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's just his full name. Well, that's that's all right. fucked. I found out one way or the other. That's fucked. All right. So it's at A-D-A-M-W-O-L-L-O-C-H. All one word. Go give him a follow. He posts a lot of cool pictures of beer and stuff like that. Um, and hopefully you have enough listeners that he'll just get like a huge bump in followers out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know about a huge bump. Definitely not a huge bump, but maybe a bump, maybe like a little speed bump. Maybe like, a little, yeah, that's what I, that's little, what I mean. I mean, compared maybe like a boil. To his, he'll get like a little boil, com- you know, compared to his current 683 followers. It'll oh, be hilarious. Yeah. If he gets, it'll be hilarious. If he gets a bump, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, he'll be like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. He's, like, like, he's like, what did I do? Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Uh, it'll be funny if his per, his fucking account is private though. That would be hilarious. <laughs> no, he just he just declines everybody. Um, <laughs> I need you to accept me. Trust me. He thinks they're bots. Um, <laughs> no, but he like just recently he actually posted like a quite a few um, uh, meads. Uh, a lot of mead. See, that's what I was saying. That's why, like, I was not sure if I was going to be down with like his the stuff that he was buying for the store. Right. Was that oh, he posts a lot of mead stuff? But then I see he posted like some three fontenien, which is really good. That's a great. Uh, fu- I'm sorry, fontaine, fontainian, fontaine, fontainian, fontainian, three fontainian. It's like a. You've probably seen the bottles before. It's like a green bottle. It has a number three on it. Big number three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Great it. beer. If you ever want like a nice, not too heavily fruited, not fruited at all, just like, uh, what do you call it? It's a uh, lambic is what they okay. call them. Gotcha. Well, I didn't know. See, and I had no idea about this whole subculture like when you had first given me the Glasgow smile and you said, this is a ghost. I thought you were saying at first goose. And then after that, I thought you were saying ghost with a T and then what you were actually saying was ghost G O S E. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking? Like, so I had no idea about this until recently. I don't know if it's ghosts or goes, by the way, I think it might be um, goes now that I goes, but I, uh, I don't know. I had, it's this, it's, it's more Nazi shit. It's like that wine I'm drinking more fucking (laughs) Nazi shit. Which, all right, so quick follow. If anybody does not follow or go to halftime in Mamaroneck, halftime beverage, you absolutely should. It's like a fucking Costco for beer. They categorize things by country, and there are just rows and rows and rows. And Decadent Brewery is attached to the end of it because they own it, and it's, it's incredible. And during the summers, they have food trucks, and it's absolutely worth it if you're in the Mamaroneck area, or I believe they're in Poughkeepsie. So either one of those two areas, absolutely go to halftime. Um, I want to, um, if you, you can follow them online at halftime or on Instagram at halftime Bev, right? Halftime Bev, all one word, no dash halftime Bev. Stuff. And then, uh, I think there is, do they have a halftime like by location? Uh, they, uh, the Instagram. No, I think the Instagram is just one halftime Bev. But if you go on their website, it shows you like per location. Well, the one in large, I, the, the one I was thinking is the Mamaroneck one may have uh, the, what do you call it? Um, brewery that they have there. Cause they do have a brewery attached. Decadence. Yes, no, the, yeah. Yeah. Decadence on the attached to the end. And along with that, there's also like food trucks and a pizza. Yeah. So Decadent Nails at, at Decadent Nails on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Decadent Nails. And you can find Decadent in other places, but they also have it in the store. It's absolutely worth it. I got a, oh, what the fuck did I get? I got a chocolate marshmallow stout from decadent i'm looking at that right now actually oh, peanut, butter, was, peanut butter toasted marshmallow stout they got a double had, tro- double tropical smoothie yeah they had uh, a they had a what is it they had a a strawberry macaroon beer at one point it was fucking it was insane so decadent ales uh if you can check them out absolutely check them out so all right, so we've come to the point, Lucas, where I want to I want to segue now into something that I've developed for this uh, a segment, so we say, uh, called Dank or Rank. All right. Mm. So ah. this has to do with foods, mainly ingredients okay. and foods. I'm gonna okay. list I'm gonna list some foods 
and you just have to tell me whether you think they are dank or rank. If you would absolutely fuck with them or if you don't, and if not, why not? You know, whatever. These are foods that usually these are usually pretty divisive uh, uh, divisive foods that are like they usually split people up <laughs> between people who like love them or hate them. So I'm curious to see what you see about some of them. First one's pretty straightforward, but uh, anchovies. Dank. Dank, right? Fucking dank. Dude. Speaking, and we spoke about David Chang earlier. He actually turned me on to a snack that he has all the time, which is just toasted sourdough with butter and anchovies on top. Dude, listen to me, bro. I'm part Spanish. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, Spanish. that's true. Yeah, you are. My culture, bro. Sardinians, homie. That's we it, fucking, we are the eaters of the sardines. <laughs> and what I will tell you right now, besides like people from like actual Sardinia, yeah. Sardinia in yeah. Italy, Sardinia, but yeah. that's a little different. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's when I said Sardinians, I forgot that Sardinia is a place. I just meant Sardinians as eaters of the sardines. Right. Because <laughs> as a Spaniard, we are the eaters of the dried salted small fish. Um, and sardines are delicious. They are good on things, but also I will say underrated sardines alone. Right. I mean, um, sardines, I mean, anchovies, anchovies, I think are great in sauces and stuff. Sardines, I used to eat a lot just straight out of olive oil. And then I would mix them mm-hmm. and put them on a piece of bread with mustard. Like I fucking, I've mm-hmm. always loved sardines and anchovies too. My, my mother actually blames herself for that because apparently when she was pregnant with me, she would just snack on a can of anchovies, like open up a tiny little can of anchovies and just eat it. And so I've never been one for like dairy and like- I feel like that's gotta be some like Guinea pregnancy food. Shit. Like that's gotta be like, yeah, yeah. for sure. I'll just eat some my, grandma, my grandma probably did the same shit. <laughs> All right, so the next food after anchovies, uh, I probably know the answer to this, but uh, cilantro. Thank yeah, cilantro. I know that there's people. I didn't know until recently that the whole green soap thing was an actual hereditary gene where people actually yeah, taste green soap. It's hereditary the way being a fucking crackhead is hereditary. <laughs> it's a problem that needs to be eradicated, dude. Right. It's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> we're going to put cilantro in the dank category. Yeah, um, cilantro's amazing, dude. I'm I don't curious, know how the fuck anybody can hate cilantro. I'm curious about this next one because you're not 83 years old. So cottage cheese. Dank. Really? I did not oh, expect yeah, bro. that. You're I'll okay eat cottage cheese. cheese off a fucking spoon. See, I could never get into it because of the fucking texture. It's just too many. It's just, it's fucking weird, man. It is weird. And it doesn't taste like a cheese. It's like a cream type thing. I don't know. I just, I could never get into it. Do you not like ricotta cheese? Ricotta, I love. But cottage cheese is different. Cottage tastes like you got fucking BBs in there. Like it's just like it's weird to me, no? Like the texture is always what fuck me up. I feel like warm ricotta is has a very similar texture. Yeah, but I've also never really had like warm. Well, I guess I have had warm ricotta, but I've had it in dishes. I don't just eat a spoonful. Like I'm talking about the people who just like take cottage cheese and scoop it into a fucking melon. Oh hell yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that's like I can't I can't get along with that. So all right, well you're gonna put it in dank. That's the first for that segment. When I was on keto, dude, I would eat. Cottage cheese with blueberries as like a dessert. I guess you can't have use as an alternative. You can't have sugar. Right. Okay. It does take on. I have noticed that cottage cheese tends to take on the flavor of whatever the fuck you're uh, you're loading on top of it, which is good. It's so like I a, could have just the tiny bit of sugar from the blueberries. That was it. Jesus. That's why I'm not keto. Uh, <laughs> 
All right, the next one is eggplant. I'm allergic. I'm allergic definitely eggplant. allergic. All right. Well, yeah. I, guess, I guess for you that would be rank then. <laughs> one of one of very few things in the world that actually makes my throat close up. Jesus Christ! I did not know that. I didn't even know you could be allergic to eggplant. Oh my God! All right. Eggplant uh, is a well. You know that eggplant is a nightshade. Right. So nightshade is a very common nightshade allergies are extremely common. Um, most people have like very mild nightshade allergies to like tomatoes and things like that. Tomatoes right. are another nightshade. Yeah. Like I have. I have a very mild allergy to tomatoes. If I eat tomatoes, I have like um, doo-doo related issues. Uh, so not anything like crazy with like my fucking throat happens, but like no, but shit, you gotta like I you're gonna like, have to like cancel plans. It's the catastrophe. It's a fucking catastrophe afterwards. Um, but uh, fucking the eggplant. The eggplant is uh is problematic for sure. All right. Um, All right. So this next one, I'm I'm really I'm hoping for a specific answer, but I won't. You know, I won't push you one way or the other. Pineapple on pizza. See, here's the thing. Oh, it no. depends. It depends. It depends. Because here's the here's the problem, bro. <laughs> if you're in New York, fuck no, okay. absolutely not. You're psychotic. If you put pineapple on a slice of pizza in the well to be fair if you put pineapple in a slice of pizza in the new york metro area there you go okay and i see you do it i will smack the piece of pizza out of your hands onto the ground i promise you it's too good i promise you i'll be like don't fucking do whatever you do don't do that don't do that because you don't understand how blessed you are to be eating that because i lived some people don't understand what it's like to live outside of New York. Yeah. I lived outside of New York. Yeah, you're so in Florida our, for a while, right? Your small audience may not know what it is like to exist outside of this state because most of us know you. <laughs> I would which, means so. most, which means most of us live near here. <laughs> right. So fucking with the living outside of new york you re- you realize what at, first of all people what people don't know is that you and i boast the county with the actual best pizza in the world johnny's in mount vernon yeah is the best pizza on the planet earth and nobody knows nobody everybody thinks my girlfriend's like but you've never been to this place on staten island i'm like dude I will make all of Staten Island suck Johnny's dick personally, personally, when they taste his fucking pizza. Johnny's but that's- is, is insane. Johnny's is thin crust, incredible New York slice. The ratio with cheese to sauce is literally perfected. In fact, when I worked at the jewelry store when I was a teenager, somebody said to us, I need this job done before 2 p.m. If you guys do it, I'll bring you lunch. We're like, all right. He showed up with six fucking boxes of Johnny's pizza. That was our reward. And we literally, between the three of us, between just the three of us, we just killed all six boxes of pizza in the back in the next few hours. Like, it was just done. Dude, Johnny's is absolutely insane. So I had a relationship that did not last very long. And that relationship, one of the few dates we went on was to Johnny's. 
and I ordered a whole pie and I think I ate the entire thing <laughs> without even thinking about yeah, it and easy. had to order it's easy to I had to order a second pie because I was like did you eat like anything and she was like no and I was like Jesus Christ like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> that's how that's literally how thin the crust is though is that it literally you could eat you could eat an entire pie oh. easily it's no, dude. Well, d- let's not pretend that eating an entire pie is not a disgusting thing hey, to do. Don't the, the, the take thing me away this. from justifying what I do all the time. All right? I, listen, <laughs> like, bro. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you something right now. First of all, I see what you look like. You look good because the last time I saw you in person, you were big. So you look good. You look pretty good right I'm now. I'm still big. I just um, wear a lot more black now. So it doesn't, <laughs> bro. It, you look, you look good. You look Thank good. You. Your face, your face looks good. You look better in the face. Thank you. Um, that. Stress, yeah, yeah. stress and depression does that. So it's <laughs> trust me. I fucking know because my family tells me every day. They're like, dude, you're dropping pounds like fucking. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, it might, maybe it's fucking cancer. Maybe it's fucking depression. Who knows? Um, but fucking. Uh, Shit, I got lost in another fucking oh, rambling fuck. train of thought. Uh, um, oh, eating a whole pie. Right. It's it's not like it's not a disgusting thing to do. It's right. I, I it is it's disgusting, but it's fucking sometimes it's necessary. And it's yeah. like when you're eating something that tastes here's my thing, right? I am a firm believer in like when you're really enjoying yourself. Like right. when you're really enjoying, because how often do you go to Johnny's? Not very often. No, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, no, yeah. It's impossible to get a parking spot. No. And never. then you go in there and you get, you got to have cash. The guy's going to fucking scream at you. Oh yeah. They fucking are like unpleasant as fuck to deal with. It's, it's like an a experience. Night, yeah. It's like it's going to sales. I mean, and it's a fucking if, if you're with anybody who wants anything that isn't pizza, don't good fucking luck. Yeah. Don't good even luck. bother going. Don't even like, bother. yeah. Good luck. Why they so, even have anything else that they say? I have no idea. Like, my grandpa used to bring us there, and then he would fucking bitch about them not accepting his credit card. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, my God. It was it was psychotic. It's like psychotic. going to Sal's and Mamarinick. Like, you know what the fuck you're getting into. Like, you're yeah. going to wait on the line. You're going to get yelled at. If you don't get something easy, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, like, it's exactly. just how it is. Yeah. I don't know. By the maybe, way, maybe as Sal's, Sal's, another underrated pizza joint. I mean, no, nowhere near as good as, like, I, dude – there's this place by me. Holy fuck, bro. Holy fuck. I didn't think there was good pizza in Astoria. Right. But there's this fucking one place. Well, you are in the... one of the boroughs, dude. It's hard to find bad pizza. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. Astoria, bad pizza, dog. Really? Bad pizza. Bad pizza. Greek people do not know how to make pizza. <laughs> they know how to make Greek pizza. Pretty much. Nah, they're <laughs> trash at making fucking <laughs> Italian pizza, though. Garbaggio, bro. <laughs> but there's this one pizza place, dude. It's called... Uh... Oh, shit. I wish I could shout it out, but I can't think of the fucking name, dude. Come on, bro. I'll ask my girlfriend. I'll shout him out. I'll shout him out later. But anyway, the thing is, like, what I was – my point before we got on this tangent right. was um, uh, uh, was – Eating a whole pie. No, 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 not that. <laughs> my point was people don't understand pineapple on pizza, about pineapple on pizza, how blessed they are to be eating pizza 
within the state of New York. And if right. you're from outside of New York, I get that you're eating pizza with pineapple on it, but I need to correct the behavior. So I'll still slap it out of your hand like the garbage that it is. It is, so, it is pretty insane. And I'll pay, uh, by the way, I'll pay for that and I'll right. pay for your next slice of pizza too, as long as it doesn't have that shit that's on it. And I think a lot, you know of, people, I mean? a lot of people don't get that when you go to other states outside of New York and you were raised where we were and where it's kind of hard to find a bad New York slice. Like you're not going to get the most amazing pizza every single time, but it's kind of hard to find like a bad New York slice in the area where we are. And when you go to other States, like she and I went to Colorado to visit my fucking godmother. And it was like, I don't want to hear about every most. I don't want to hear about the pizza in a landlocked state. The, the most, the problem is in most of these States is that what we were used to as like cafeteria pizza, that's what they consider like pizza. Like the cafeteria so, style pizza. That's what so they think Florida, like Florida, bro. Pizza is. That's what Florida pizza is like, dude. Oh god. It's a nightmare. It's literally like scary what the quality of pizza in Florida is. It's, there's it's, one place. There's one place in Florida that makes pizza. You know where they make pizza like? Do you remember that shitty pizzeria in fucking Eastchester, Happy Days? Yeah, in Scarsdale, Eastchester, yeah. There was one place. I think in it's still Florida. There. <laughs> it is. There's one place in Florida. Fuck that place. There's one place in Florida that <laughs> there's one place in Florida. Not a plug for happy days in case you were wondering. <laughs> there's one place. You know what's hilarious is that happy days is probably my favorite pizzeria in Scarsdale. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's the best one in Scarsdale for sure, but just go to South. Um, right. Uh. But it's they made that quality pizza in Florida. That's the best quality pizza you can get in Florida. And you have to go to one place in fucking Boynton Beach. Boynton it's the Beach. only place you can go to get it. That's you know, it's, it. it's so funny because a friend of mine was down there during the pandemic. He actually moved in July and stayed down there with his in-laws. And he was there. He was in Boynton Beach. And he said to me, I actually found a really decent pizza place because he lived in Ridgewood, Queens. And Wait, he was what was using, the name of the place? What was the name of the place? Did I don't remember. You? I don't remember. No, but he posted a bunch on his page because he's got a food page, and he was like, "This is the only pizza that I found that's kind of close to New Wait, York." Wait, style wait, wait. What, what's his name? What's his name? I'll look later. His Instagram. You. It's you got to go down a lot of posts, but it's all the food is all for me. All, all the food is all for me. Send, all the food is all for me. After after the show, send me a link. Yeah, yeah. And I'll yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But we but, should stop. I'm going to stop talking this because this is like we're having like a conversation like we're friends and I feel like I'm hijacking your show. So <laughs> no, let's so finish up the finish up the foods that you're asking me about what's dang right, and what's not because so, I'm fucking trying to I, I want to know what you're what you think I'm going to think is rank. It's there's not that many more but one of them that I'm curious about and this is a weird kind of divisive one and one that I grew liking to recently mayo. What? I love mayo. Okay. Now, do you I love mayo that you like the old school, like Hellman's or have you like tried to make your own mayo? Cause I've made my own mayonnaise and it's actually fucking amazing when you make it. I fuck with Hellman's. Yourself. I fuck with Hellman's, but I do fuck with homemade mayo also. Because I, homemade mayo is really just like aioli. It's like, that's basically what yes. it is. Yes. And when you do it right with the egg yolks and like the oil and you slowly drizzle it in and you whisk everything together and you bring it together, it doesn't come out white, by the way, it comes out like yellow. Much like, like yellow, Caesar, yeah. Well, much like Caesar dressing, I've made Caesar dressing with garlic paste and anchovies. Always comes out it's yellow, yeah. It's yellow because it's supposed to be. So when you buy the shit in the jars that's like white, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what is that? That's not. I think it's the preservatives. They yeah, put in it keeps it's it keeps its color. And shit. But yeah, yeah. Mayo, mayo is some people I've realized I didn't know this because I was always like 
I liked a little bit of mayo on sandwiches and stuff, but I was never like I could eat mayo like with French fries or whatever. And people do that out in other states. Um, and oh, I, I slam fries with mayo. It's fucking great. I had it for the first time. You remember Smash? You know Smashburger, obviously. Of course. So, Smashburger actually opened up in the town where my godmother lives in Colorado, Colorado Springs. Colorado was the state where they had their first two locations. Wait, that's the first Smashburger was in Those Colorado? Those were the first couple in Colorado. Really? That's Which, interesting. When we went out there in 2000 and fucking, I don't know, five, there were only like two locations of it in Colorado. And I went there and her husband at the time, um, he, he was like dipping his fries in something. And I didn't know what it was. And I was like, what is that? He's like, mayonnaise. And I'm, my, I'm like, what the fuck? Really? And he was like, no, you got to try it. You got to try it. And I'm like, okay. And I tried it. And I'm like, this is fucking good. <laughs> it's really good, dude. This is good. It's really fucking good. So I figured out about it at this place called, um, God damn, Le Monde, I think. It's this Belgian restaurant. And, uh, or it was this Belgian restaurant. I think it is. Gone now. Um, no, I'm sorry. I lied. I found out about it at this place called Market. It Market. is definitely gone. It was down by you know where the limelight is. Yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. It was right right in that same neighborhood. It okay. Was a, it was like a mussels and fries, like Belgian mussels and fries shop Sounds in amazing. uh in that neighborhood, and it was I mean killer dude, killer killer killer, and. They had, um, they served fries, obviously, with mayonnaise. Like, that was their, like, go-to right. like, dipper for the f- fucking fries. And it's and very made- common in, like, Canada to have, like, burgers with mayo on them, which we also don't do here a lot. But, like, in other, uh, in other see, places. See, I don't love the burger with mayo. I'm, I'm more a burger mustard ketchup guy. Which usually I am, but I've, I've resorted now to making mayo into a like burger sauce. So I'll do equal parts, mayo, mustard, ketchup, some relish, salt, pepper, garlic powder, smoked paprika. And all of a sudden you get like a Big Mac style sauce. And that's yeah, I like that too. how I've started like incorporating like it. That. Or I usually, or I make like sriracha mayo all the time at home from scratch, yeah. which is like the best. But Do you mind if you pause for one second? I do have to run to the restroom. Sure. Let's pause. All right, we took a break and we are back. Yeah, sorry about that. I sat down to pee and then immediately squirted hot, fiery liquid diarrhea out of my ass. Oh, so I'm so glad you made it to put that on. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so to continue, this is the last one for this uh, Danker rank category. Um, I have- oh, this is a bummer. I, you know what? After this, I, I want to do two Danker ranks for you. Okay, fair enough. So this last one, well, I had Chicharrones on there, but I don't know why Chicharrones are fucking awesome. So dang, yeah, dang. All right. So the last one that I who are you asking? Yeah, exactly. I was like, why do I have that on here? The last one that I have is white chocolate. White chocolate. Yeah. Dank. But. Nah. See, there's always a but with white chocolate. Here's the problem. It's I feel very, very, very. uh, It's not chocolate. I feel questionable saying that it's dank. Like, I feel like it's a psychotic thing to yeah, say. It's, it's not chocolate. I, lo- I love white chocolate. I like white chocolate sometimes better than dark chocolate, but it's not chocolate. It's not, it's, it's like, it's, it's produced. It's not fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. chocolate. But yeah. it's one of those things where, like, some people, they fuck it, they hate it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, like, the texture or the, the, that, the like, weird taste it leaves in your mouth after. I don't know. It's the same way about candy corn, though. Like, I love candy corn. There's an odd quality about it, for sure. I don't know what it is specifically, but 
All right, so what are the Yeah, it's it's delicious. So, all right, I have two for you. Go, 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 go. Tripe. Tripe. Um, I'm going to say dank because at first it was the texture that used to fuck me up when I was a kid. And then every time I had it after and I got over that weird kind of like felt that was in your mouth, um, <laughs> like tasting like you're licking a fucking velvet blanket at first. Um, once I got over that, I, I fucking I loved it. It was the same thing when I first had tongue. When I first had tongue, it was like weird that it was so chewy and I didn't like it, whatever. And then I just fucking fell in love with it. So tripe, absolutely dank. I love it. Absolutely. See, I it depends on how it's cooked for me. I had pig ear, I've had pig ear a couple times. Uh when it's crispy, it's delicious. I hate it when it's too rubbery and wet. Right. Um but things like that, I love when they're like cooked right. You know what I mean? I think it has to be prepared properly. Like for me, pig ear has to be crispy. Tripe has to be like, I love tripe stew or like tripe soup, things like that. Right. But like, if you just give me like boiled tripe or something like that, like fuck you. But yeah, see, that that's, the, that's the problem. It's gotta, be prepared. It's, it's gotta be prepared properly. You know what I mean? Well, it's like having it's got to the preparation has to complement the texture. Well, octopus also has to be cooked properly though. Right. If you overcook it or undercook it, it's fucked. fucking. Yeah. If it's undercooked, you die. And then if it's overcooked, you fucking. It tastes like ass and it's rubbery. Yeah, you're bro. sitting there chewing it for like ten minutes. You have to cook. Oh yeah. Like properly, and it should be charred like a like as Action Bronson says, like a New York bagel. It's got to be like nice and crispy. A little bit char, a little bit of char for sure. For exactly. Sure. All right. So what else? Sure. Some tribe. Pigfoot. I hate to admit it. I've never had pigfoot. I've wanted to. Wow, interesting. I know. See, you you strike me as somebody who would have tried Pigfoot. I usually would have. I've had a lot of weird shit, and I usually am very open to foods. I have never had Pigfoot. I mean, I've had Rocky Mountain oysters, if you know what those are, and testicles, of course. Yeah, bull testicles, and I've had a lot of shit, and I've had even like actual frog legs in Chicago that were incredible, Um, like crispy, nice, like tiny fucking crispy frog legs, and I've had a lot of weird shit and alligator sausage. But I've never, Wait, I've never had. Why did you specify Chicago for the frog legs? Are they supposedly better in Chicago than they no, are? No, it's just the only place. I, it's just the only place I've ever had it. It was a place that I don't know if it's even there anymore. I was there in oh 2007, and it was a place called the Firehouse. I think it was called, and uh, they made really good, crispy, deep, like beer battered, crispy frog legs, and it was fucking. They were amazing. But um, pig's feet, I've never had, and I want to. I, every time I go to Viva Grande in Rochelle this tiny little like Mexican market that has all like fresh produce and just like a meat section. I've always seen it and I've never gotten it. And I really, I would like to try it. If somebody gives me a recipe where I can cook it properly, I'll happily try it. Yeah. You should definitely check that out for sure. Uh, I have only tried it once and I will say that it is in my memory, the flavor of it is dank. However, it made me throw up because of the texture. That's what, see, and I've heard that about it as well, where the texture fucks people up. Same thing with some people that say with tripe, but I think that goes back to how you said how people prepare it. I mean, some things with tripe, yeah. it's like, you know, if they give you like boiled tripe, you're just going to taste all that lining of the stomach. Well, I'll tell you what happened with, what happened with mine is I had it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the taste, but it had hair on it. And it fucking, Yikes. That, the texture of eating the hairs that had not been like properly yeah, plucked out of it. Yeah, that's fucking... fucking- we're, it was gnarly, bro. No, that's it bad. Was gnarly. You can't do that. That's bad. <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. All right. So we're coming into a close, right? So before. By the I way, really this, quick, let me let me shout this out because this shit's really good. Oh, it's, the second uh, bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Go, go. Yeah, I'm looking at the label right now. It says Schloss 
Muhlenhof Riesling, and then it says Bodenfunk. Now, uh, Riesling, Truck, and Bodenfunk is what it says on the bottom. Uh, it's a w- natural white. I will tell you a couple things. I don't know much about it besides that it said it was a dry, natural white wine, so I bought it. It's super funky, and it's actually a little sweet, which is interesting, okay. but it's really, again, super juicy. Um, I just lost my pop filter, so. <laughs> That's all right. You still sound good. So I'm just going to hold it like a fucking lollipop. That's good. It's like you're performing. You got a mic, like Freddie Mercury style. um so but yeah man i uh i'm really enjoying this also i recommend giving it a purchase i can't say much more i can't say much more about it because i can't i haven't really had enough of it to like really pick up on the notes yet but i'm starting to think we should just have a have an episode separately you and i where we just drink as much as we can for like hours into multiple bottles of like hey dude. natural wine and hey just dude. like hey dude. just hey dude hey dude hey dude hey dude we can do that on potify that's true because we sure. can if we really want to sit hang out and drink for hours we can do it while we listen to music that's also and very just true. make it a show about music and coming it's april so easy. coming april 2nd i'm about to be fully vaccinated so we totally uh, do, bro bro Coming April 6th, I will also be fully vaccinated. Boom, dude, Hell yeah, know. dude. Hell yeah. Oh, man. I am so excited. I actually, it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's all the people out there who aren't getting the vaccine because of some stupid fucking reason. You're dumb. Yeah, basically. I, I hate unless, saying that. Unless you're like severely immunocompromised and you literally cannot, you're right. dumb. Or unless you have an allergic reaction to something in one of the vaccines, then fine. But if you are able to, you absolutely should. I haven't had a meal or sat down with my parents since March of 2020. And this past year, we did a lot. We bought a home. We moved up the county a little bit. And I'm, I'm fucking, I'm pumped, man. I'm excited. So I'm, I'm getting the second shot of Pfizer in, uh, yeah, April 2nd. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, man. Listen, hey, worst, worst case scenario, this vaccine really is poison and kills us all. And the planet gets a hard reset, dude. Yeah. Fucking that shit exactly. would be of huge benefit to for the most planet. of the world. Yeah. For the planet, so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so fucking worst case scenario is still pretty fucking good, dude. I know. Like I have um, a lot of faith, but I'm also in the back of my mind, like I've seen I Am Legend, you know, just like <laughs> circling. Yeah. Up, you know? I listen, I have a hundred percent faith. I don't I'm think fine. these people you know but what I mean? Every, I don't well, think- the problem is this. Everybody was like, How did they roll it out so fast? How do they do that? And I'm like, yo. They've been doing research on these vaccines for years and years and years not, and years. Not just that. 500,000 people in this country alone died, and they threw billions of dollars at it to get it like streamlined through the FDA. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Like, Forget it, dude. I've had, I had a, a family member of mine died. I know. You know what I'm I mean? I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that was earlier in the year, right? And I fucking had it. So yeah. like I also know the deal. I know, you know? My, like, dude, my, my wife had it in January actually, and and I bet it fucking sucked cock because it's well, you know what cock you know what sucked me. you know what sucked the worst part was that she got it and I didn't, and she wouldn't get me sick, so we had to separate for like ten to twelve days, and we've lived together for years now, and I had to you know I was camping out in the living room and stuff, and we were that doing sucks. it to be safe. Yeah, it sucked, but also that sucks. And she's dealing with shit from it now. You know, she's there's this thing that people experience from it called uh, parosmia, 
which is an um, your nerve in your nasal canal gets damaged from an upper respiratory infection. So smells that you know that are familiar and that you like and that you taste now take on the smell of rotting flesh and decay and garbage. And it's usually with food. So that's happening with her with garlic, onions, garlic powder, meat, chicken, eggs, um, everything that she literally loved. She smells now rotting garbage. And this is happening to hundreds of thousands of people. And they just wrote an article about it today in like the New York Times and like everyone's dealing with this. And it's like, it varies as far as like time for everybody and shit, you know, so you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it sucks, bro. It's, it's fucking horrible. And it people, sucks. people been, don't want to talk I've about been, it. I've been just like trying to ignore it and no, power through it. Dude, it's impossible. It's dude. impossible. We, Everything you know, tastes like shit. Yeah. It's terrible, bro. Dude, we literally, we've had to make, <laughs> we've had to make a chart of what we can and can't cook. And I, I feel, I feel horrible, but like she feels horrible because it's like, this is all the stuff that she loved. And it's not just her. We joined this like Facebook group with all these people that have it. And there's like 17,000 people in the group. And that's not even skimming the surface of people that are experiencing it. And people were still learning a lot about this and shit, but I don't think people fully grasp unless they've been through it. Bro, you know what got what it's me? Like. You know what got me? What got you? Parmesan cheese. Oh no, really? Parmesan cheese, bro. Oh, Parmesan cheese tastes like poop. No, she's, she's been lucky enough that she can still <laughs> eat cheese, luckily. So it's just, it's, but it's been, it's, it's actually, so sad, bro. Dude, why do you think, have you been seeing the meals that I've been cooking? I mean, recently I, I made buffalo chickpea stuff, sweet potatoes and stuff. She can't, we can't have any meat, you know, it's like, and I feel horrible. Oh, for like, real? Yeah. Is that what's going on? Yeah. That's a shame, man. I'm like sorry. Chicken and stuff too. It sucks, but you know. And it, like all, any, any, pro, like any animal protein. It, well, you know what it is, is there's something I made, I made those Beyond Burgers, right? The uh-huh. completely plant-based ones. It's fine. I made cheeseburgers out of them and we had them on buns. I made sriracha ketchup. It was great. It was a fucking tasty as shit. I just think that, you know, people need to do research into like, you know, what actually what you go through when you go through it. And I think it's easy for someone who's never had it. Well, my, my grandmother has nerve damage, like actual nerve damage in her body from COVID. Yeah. She has like nerve damage in her hands. Um, she shakes now. She has like, like her hands move like this and she like, can't like hold shit. Like it's fucked up. Yeah. But better than my grandpa, he, she's doing better than him. I know. So, you know. It's, just, um, it's, it's By the way, I don't bring that up to be like, oh, poor me. But it's just like, it is such a fucked up thing that like, because he, he was old and sick for sure, right? Like, right, yeah. But like, and you know, it's funny because I, I have friends who are like, you know, more conservative. And every time I mention that, you know, like, because they're always like, do you know somebody who died from COVID? Like, do you actually know anybody? And I'm like, yes, literally I do. And they're like, I'm like my grandfather. And they're like, yeah, but you know, he was old and sick. And it's like, yes, that is true. Like I acknowledge that that's definitely the case. And that played a role in why he died. Right. And I got it and I didn't die and I'm not old and sick. And that played a role in why I didn't die for sure. But my grandfather was not going to die unless COVID had happened. And that's what people don't get is that. Right. It's, is that all was, these you know, people weren't going to die unless it had happened? It's right. it's um it's how many people worldwide? Worldwide, millions. I mean, in this country alone, well over five hundred thousand people. Like well over half a million people just in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't you know? we break? I thought we broke a million, or maybe hold on, am I crazy? Hold on, 
Yeah, I don't know if we've uh, broken a million yet. We definitely have millions of cases. I mean, millions of cases. But, you know, it's just, it sucks too. And also, like, the reason I haven't been able to see my parents and shit. I'm not no, okay. Them. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, wait. No. What the hell? What's going on? Can I see the fucking cases worldwide? Apparently not. Um, Let me see. Um, as of right now, total. Um, I mean, active cases. Let me see. No, I'm looking. I'm trying to look for number of deaths total. Oh, total. Yeah, worldwide, there's been um, a hundred and twenty-four million, something like that. Basically, over two point seven million people have died within the last year from it. So it sucks, and I think you know. I, I, Wait, two point seven million people worldwide yeah that's what it says here on my on my little uh screen and there Man. were that's fucked 29 that's, point, and out of that's that so fucked dude. out of the 124 million cases worldwide 29.9 million cases from the u.s that's so fucked bro that is yeah that's like that's insane that's that, so fucked that's like pushing almost like 10 percent of the entire the, but the the tiny margin of fucking cases or of fucking uh, the world's population that we make up. Yeah. And we have, and we, we make up that, that many margin of the cases. Well, Dude, after so us, the only, the only other place that has the more cases than us is Brazil, but they're only at 12 million. We were at 29.9. Yo, check it out, bro. Spicy memories. The spiciest memory of all is going to be how fucking pathetic the United States was. In 2020 and 2021, I, that's yeah. going to be the spiciest memory ever. Is 2016 the 2020 America just eating a bag of fucking dicks, and then 2021 was supposed to be our year to rise above. And so far, guess what we're doing? Eating a whole other bag of dicks. Yeah, exactly. fucking. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ, dude! Holy shit! But hey, you know what? I always say this. As long as we got food and funny shit. We can make it through. Maybe some vices. I don't know. You don't need vices, but some people have them. <laughs> they certainly and they're don't. fun. They certainly yeah. don't hurt. That's for sure. They certainly don't hurt, for sure. As long as they're not. Well, sometimes they do. Yeah, sometimes they definitely do. Yeah, but sometimes um, they need to. So. Yeah, right, right, right. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please fucking stop listening to this and go yeah, fucking absolutely. get help yeah <laughs> stop listening to time. this as we've yeah. been drinking the entire time <laughs> right we just keep talking about alcohol <laughs> oh god no but you know what it's funny because i used to think really think like alcohol was supposed to define you as an adult like when i was a kid i think that's why i had such problems with drinking is that i thought like like drugs and alcohol were like supposed to define your being as an adult Right. And I think it is more something that now you're just, I look at it as like, it's something you're supposed to enjoy. Right. It's like, you know, it was, it's funny you say that. Cause when I was super, super young, my dad, when he first found out that I was starting to drink more and I was smoking weed and I was a teenager, he said to me, you know, you're not going to get in trouble or whatever. He's like, but I'll tell you two things. Just don't get arrested. He's like, and do everything in moderation because then you can literally enjoy it for the rest of your life. And it's true. I mean, if you like now, like the, if you don't abuse something, hey, don't you know. don't incriminate yourself on your public podcast. <laughs> you don't you don't smoke weed or anything, right? 
I'm about to eat an edible in like 20 minutes, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, don't incriminate yourself on your edibles. Podcast. Edibles are great because they're five times as psychoactive as weed, and I get to talk to my toaster. So it's like <laughs> they're just amazing. I actually, I actually, funny enough. The reason why I've been so forgetful about shit is because I ate an edible like right before we started this episode. And then you started and, doing dabs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I've taken like three or four dabs since then, so I'm super <laughs> fucked up. Uh, this is but, one of the this is one of the adult episodes of Spicy Memories. I don't yeah, usually yeah, I don't yeah. usually drink this much on the episodes, so I've been carrying less and less. Hey man, dude, this is also <laughs> you said these episodes usually go for 45 minutes to an hour. We have been recording for well over two hours. I know, uh, I know. Fuck, I know. Speaking of that, all right, I got to start. Unfortunately, I have to start wrapping this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go to bed, and so do I, dude. My girlfriend's in the other room. She just made dinner. She's probably pissed that I'm not in there. Oh, my God. You have um, to eat dinner. All right, so let me do this last part, then. This is – all right, I'll tell you what. First of all, before I end this, this – No, no, no. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. Take your time. I told her that okay. I may be a little bit long, so just take nah, your time. That's fine. So before I segue into this last part, first of all, thank you so much for coming on and doing course, a whole episode man. solo. I mean, as whenever you and I have hung out, it's been a pleasure whether on a podcast or not, but uh, this is, this has been, this has been a hoot to say the least. So guys, before I go into this last part, check out Lucas, check out Potify podcast on Spotify. I'm going to put all the links for his Instagram, for Potify, everything in the description of wherever you see this and absolutely check it out. It was, I was on an episode. I hope to come on another episode soon. It was fucking awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to come on an episode soon. I want to change up my game too, as far as what I sent you for sure. So um, that being said, let me transfer into this last part. I do this with every person who's been on the podcast so far. And you remember, obviously, fuck, Mary kill from when we were in school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to do that, but with food and meals. Okay. So a meal that you would just have a dirty, smelly one night stand with a meal that you would want to spend every day the rest of your life with and a meal that you wish you could never see ever again. It could be a meal. It could be a food ingredient, whatever, but fuck, Mary kill three different ones. Go ahead. Dude, this is fucked up, bro. Because <laughs> yo, I do okay. this with everybody. I do this literally. So, with everybody. Like, so check it out. If I'm gonna get up in that pussy, like real quick, and then bail, birria tacos. But like sloppy birria tacos, like with the, with the, with the consomme. Fucking, oh, yeah. yeah. And with the fucking tortillas, like fucking crispy as shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay. I'm about to, if I'm about to get it, pump and dump real right. quick. Because you can't throw a little bit of you throw a little bit of crema on there, right. some fucking you can't a, do that an avocado day. slice, and you smash on that one time, and then you get the fuck out of there, and you stay away for a little while because that bitch will be calling you. <laughs> now, the next one, if I'm a get if I'm a kill if I'm a kill a meal, like never again, never. But again. it's something. Here's the deal, though. That's not fair because I could just be like something that I'm allergic to. I could be like fucking eggplant parmesan. Okay, Fuck outside. That. How about this? Outside of something you were allergic, to, something you nah. You should voluntarily. Here's the thing. You should have re- voluntarily eaten before. You should revise this. You should put the Lucas clause in this. You should the say the, revi- the revision the is this. Check it out. The revision is this. It has to be you kill a meal, 
but it's a, still a meal that you enjoy and eat regularly. Gotcha. All right. But you, you just have to, you have I'll tell to you what, kill it. I'll tell you what, you'll be the spicy memory as Roger Maris. I'm going to put a little asterisk here. All right. And, um, so it has to be a meal that you're not allergic to, a meal that you voluntarily have ordered or made or eaten before, but something that you just will kill and sure. never eat again. Sure. Yes. Kill. Okay. Uh, but because I'm not a pussy, I'll go with something that I enjoy, okay. but I have to kill. Okay. I just will be, it'll be like it turned oh, so into a zombie putting, and I have, that to, extra, the dark I have to execute. Okay, I'm yeah, putting a dark good. turn. <laughs> no. So, so if I'm picking something that I love, but I got to kill. Spaghetti bolognese. And here's why. What the fuck? Really? Here's why. Oh, all right. I don't think bolognese sauce belongs with spaghetti. I think if there's better pastas that it, it belongs doesn't. on. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me stop you. It doesn't. It belongs on Bucatini. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But spaghetti bolognese is, is extremely common, and I get it all the time. It's because it's easy, and they don't want to get Bucatini. Right, because Bucatini is not. It's more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a more expensive than he has to make, yeah. Right. Exactly. It's more expensive. <laughs> so, so there you go. So that's why. But spaghetti bolognese, I'm killing. American spaghetti bolognese. All and right. to be honest... If I'm murking, if I'm murking the whole food, I'm murking bolognese sauce. Wow. I'm killing it. I'm killing it, and that sucks because I love bolognese sauce. But I'm thinking my least favorite of all the genres of foods, Italian, and then my least favorite of the Italian subgenres, all right, that's meat sauces. That's fair enough. And I fucking hate capers and mad capers. A lot of people put capers in their bolognese sauces. I hate capers. Oh, I should have put that on out. dank and rank, motherfucker. All right. Capers is a good dank and rank because capers I hate. Capers, I hate. Capers is the one that gets me all the time. People are like, really? You hate capers? All right. So, so wife time. Mary. Wife. This is an odd one. All right. It's another Mexican. It's a classic, and I make it all the time. Basically, is my wife for food. Okay. Like, I eat it once every two weeks. I make this, and it's my meal for the week. Okay. Cooked to perfection Mexican chorizo. So ground Mexican chorizo, mm-hmm. tostadas. So you just take okay. a tostada, throw a little bit of refried beans, chorizo, sliced avocado, crema, taco sauce, crumbled cojita cheese, and uh, Parmesan. Mm-hmm. That's it. The cojita is a nice choice. And I will wife that shit all day, dude. I would, all day. That, I would happily have that multiple times. All day. But the problem is I got to throw a veggie in there somewhere. So I'll put a vegetable on the side. Yeah. But like, avocado. <laughs> like, nah, cactus. I'll throw cactus on the ooh, side. Just throw, right. throw, throw a slice of cactus on the side. Okay. Veggie. Yeah. Well, that's definitely, that, that might be one of the better, that might be one of, one of the better fuck Mary kills that I've had on the show. That is. I get complex with it, dude. I'm not a simple guy. That's I get eight. complex. That's what, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur. For. That's what I'm looking for. Oh man. All right. We are coming to a close. I have gone through, I am about to finish my last sip of this Chardonnay, which uh, last time we had a podcast, I drank an entire bottle of wine in three hours. This time I did it in two. So hopefully the next time we talk, I'm just going to inhale and snort an entire bottle of wine in one second in 10 minutes. Oh God. All right. So guys, dude, I'll bring a funnel. Next time, hopefully it'll be in person. I'll bring a funnel. We can just funnel Maybe wine up our assholes. Fucking wine. That would be amazing. Yeah. Steve-O style. That's what I'm talking about. Old Hell style. yeah, dude. Oh, God. All right, guys. So listen, check out Lucas. Check out Potify. 
his Instagram handle, his Instagram handle is toilet gram with three T's in the middle toilet gram. And I'm going to put everything in the description. Don't worry about that. When I post it, I'm going to put all the descriptions, but Potify such a great fucking podcast and an amazing episode that I was on. It was so much fun and it's a great place to discover music. I was never a keen to, you know, metal in general. And you got me into a lot of shit that I didn't think I would. So absolutely 100% check out that podcast. It's a great time. It's a great show. And I think you, you have an amazing idea there because it's like, I don't know. It's, it's something that's so easy and relatable and just like fun. Like you said, it's something that is just like good for everybody, you know? So I don't know. I just, I love it. But uh, before we head out, anything you want to say, anything you want to shout out, anything you want to, you know, shout to No, man. No, man. That's it. I think you may have a bigger platform than Potify does at the moment. So uh, if anybody's listening from any of the record labels, please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. I'm not making any money. Please don't sue me. I have nothing. I have not that big of a following. I, I will file for bankruptcy. You will get nothing from me. You will get nothing. So do not sue me. That's all. Chapter That's 11. the only thing I have to plug. I will chapter file 11 chapter 11. Again. I'll do it right now before you sue me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> So, oh god, all right, guys, check out Potify. This has been episode 12, uh, episode 13. We've got a nice guest coming up. Uh, check out Lucas. I'm gonna stop the recording in a minute. All right, everybody, stay classy. Lucas, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really, this has been fucking, this has been awesome. So, stay real, guys. All right, later, guys. <laughs>